0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tides of Death. We have a special show for you today. It is just going to be our two greatest heroes of the campaign, Archie and Sail, together on an adventure to Sulphur Island to do the God's knows what. What What is up, you guys? How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Neil. How are you?
0: I am doing great. I've got some food on the way, so I'm going to have to dip in like 20 minutes for just to get to the door and back. Um, but That's other than true. that, I am ready for some dungeons and some dragons. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, since we don't have our full parties today, I think it would be unfair to do our pirate facts. But true. Um, yeah. let's get a a quick reminder of the situation at hand. Why is it that we are going to Sulphur Island while I bring up some background sounds of the seas splashing around?
1: <clears throat> yeah, um, Potato, why was it that we were going to Sulphur Island? Uh... I think the main... Th- I don't remember exactly,
2: and you've kind of put me on the spot here. You break <laughs> 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 you actually You actually got me so good there. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, we went back because me and Archie were uh, having trouble with our bonding of uh, Rohi where we were basically drowning on land. And uh, so we realized we had to go back to the Dardenne because leaving it was not an option because we were you know, having trouble and uh while we were on our way back we were gonna have to wait for the captain because we could a captain and nilrum because we couldn't get into the base without nilrum because he's the key to the base so we decided to go drop off some equipment that we found to the people of sulfur island which is kind of like that semi tribal people we like we found like their tower and they had like a glinting thing on top of it and they Mm -hmm. gave us like some poison um Mm -hmm. that's what i think we were doing yes
0: and with us in the boat that you are bringing, we have a couple of NPCs. There is the Navigator and the Sailor Euclid. Do we remember who Euclid is?
1: Um, I think the audience might need a reminder of this one, Neil. Why don't you uh, refresh them real yeah, quick?
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Sail, can you tell us who Euclid is, please?
2: Uh, Well, you know... He's obviously named after an incredibly famous mathematician for a reason, because of his incredible importance to the story. I Mm -hmm. I don't actually remember who he is, but I'm pretty sure it's the guy who like made a pass at me. I think. I think that's right. I think
0: Euclid's the guy who made the pass at you. And the navigator was, um, was it one of your? It wasn't one of your people who was a navigator. It was one of the navigators that you swiped off the boat, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so we've got Hottie Pants, who is into sail, who's coming along with Boat Ride, and we've got the well-educated Navigator who's coming with you, plus your... Uh, well, you've got drums, so you can sail your own boat, plus you've got the weapons that you've taken off of this and any other supplies that you might have needed or thought the people on Sulphur Island needed that the, the ship could spare. Um, there was also the Sergeant at... Arms that you took, right? You didn't want. Maybe she ended up going back to the main base. I don't think she came with you guys, did she?
2: I think we took like a bare minimum crew for the mm-hmm. um, sails.
0: Which one's the sails? Is that the, where you go, or is that where the big
2: ship goes? Oh, for hours, like for hours, get okay. a long ship. Okay. Because you know you need like a couple extra people for the sails. Right, um, right. I. I seem to remember like a level six coming person coming with mm-hmm. us, but maybe I'm way off.
0: No, no, that's the sergeant at arms. Yeah, okay. So we've got three NPCs with you. We've got Euclid, Sergeant at Arms, and Navigator. And the two of you plus the three of them is five total, are gonna head to Sulphur Island. It is going to be a few days' journey. Um you have a navigator with their, you to help you get there. I'll have them make a check in secret, and we'll see if we just get to the island and have an adventure there, or if your navigator fucks everything up, intentionally or accidentally, and our party ends up on the wrong island. Um, but before um, we do that,
1: yeah. go ahead. Do we have the drums at this point?
0: You do. Okay. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to be able to get anywhere. yeah. Um, before I make any rolls, why don't we just sort of hop into what it was like right after you guys depart. You push off from the other ship. You've got these three folks with you. Uh, They're all recently defeated and cowed. The sergeant at arms is particularly wounded. The others, not so much. Um, And as the tall ship disappears into the distance over the horizon to the beat of the drums, the two of you find yourselves alone on a ship, outnumbered, but by
2: people i don't think you you fear or fret um
1: more like people that fear us huh Mm -hmm.
2: i think you need to count archie like four or five more times before you consider us out in the (laughs) woods
0: archie gets each arm and like a Mm. kick every finger (laughs) (laughs) Um, so boys you look around just three of you
1: Is there? Do any of them? Would any of them have stood out to me as being like particularly good fighters uh, during any of the combat that went on?
0: Absolutely, the sergeant at arms is like a six level fighter. She was pretty good, um, all things considered. She still wasn't a match for the rest of you, but she did handle herself pretty well. On the other hand, she is a very recently defeated enemy. Um, Hmm. I don't know how you want to play that. If that's too sketchy to try and train or work with someone who was just trying to kill you. Or what? Uh,
1: I, I think I'd like to have a conversation with her. Um, was she... W- what kind of... Uh, was she, like, fighting with a sword? Or what was mm-hmm. going on there? Like, yeah, she know? was a swordsman. Okay. Um, I think I would just... Uh, <clears throat> just, you know, to pass the time while on the ship, I'd try to strike up a conversation with her about, like... Hey, you know, h- how do you feel about armed versus unarmed combat? You know, try to get really into the nerdy, like nitty gritty mm. and everything, like mm-hmm. um, like what do you what do you why do you hold on to that sword so much? You know, why do you why do you feel like it will help you? What's what's going on there?
0: It's the reach, she says. Being able to hold someone at bay by with the tip of your sword, it allows you to um, heighten the escalation without heightening your personal danger. Drawing a sword and leveling it at someone sends a pretty clear signal that you mean business and they shouldn't get any closer. With your fists, you pull them out and wave them around. Someone might think they can take you in a fist fight, but you pull a sword. Someone understands that we're in... We're really talking danger now.
1: So you're saying you're scared of your opponents every time you engage, yeah?
0: I try to live a peaceful life. Sometimes it's better to use intimidation or threats than actual violence, and I find a sword helps keep that distance, helps de-escalate problems by showing the severity of my readiness.
1: And I mean, look how far that got you this time. Um, The... (laughs) I, I, I just feel like people who hide behind weapons, you're automatically always at a disadvantage because you're showing fear to your opponent. Whereas if you walk up to them, And you fight them with only your body and only what you have. That is, not only does that leave a different impression on them, it also brings you into a fight with a different mindset. Because you're using the things you have. You're not relying on some shoddy blacksmith's work to keep you alive. The only work that you're relying on is the work that you put into your body, you know?
0: Her head bobs along in understanding. Um, She'll say, that is the
1: spirit of a true warrior, I
0: suppose. We can't always afford such luxuries in the cold, harsh reality of the world, but in an ideal world, where one trained to fight simply for the sake of training to fight, where one was always, mm, where it was always a test of wills, I could see where you come from. Fight like an animal, to fight like a a raw person before say, or blessed us with tools and armor and weapons. Hmm. i see well, where I, you come I from
1: use, i do use tools myself i do like my my um my brass knuckles here but i feel like wielding those they're so close to your skin they're so close to you it just feels different you know it's just like i'm i'm enhancing what i already have on me mm. um we, less we, we, of an
0: we, extension we, of you and more a part of you
1: exactly you see you seem to understand what i'm where I'm going. You seem, you seem to have the heart of a fighter as well. Would you be interested in learning the ways of the Fist?
0: I suppose that depends what you're going to do with me. If I'm not long for this world, I'd rather spend my final days in peace.
1: Hmm. I don't think you have it in you then. I'll turn away from her and continue drumming.
0: Okay. She will sit quietly. Um, I believe on your boat is also James and Mary Beth, who were knocked unconscious and are being sort of. Just, I guess there's a tarp over them, and they're hanging out with you. Uh, your other people here, the what's his name Euclid, right? I should rename him Hot Euclid. Um, Hot Euclid, hearing this conversation between the two of them, will find their way over to sail and uh, give you an up and down look. So. Were you always here to sweep the planks out from underneath our feet?
1: Oh, he's talking um, to me, right? No, uh, to sail. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: I like turn to him from what I was doing, and I'll be like, "What? If I swept the planks out from under our feet, we'd we'd drown." You took our ship. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I do. I, you know. Mm. That's my thing. We mm. take ships. Sometimes hearts. Sometimes minds. Mm-hmm. I see. So.
0: He looks around. Not a lot of space on this boat.
2: It's close quarters for sure. Not a lot of room for privacy or anything of that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, It's It's a cramped lifestyle. But, you know, you get used to it. I've been sailing on this thing for months. Mm -hmm. I know everything about my
3: Mm Hmm.
0: I guess you would get to know people pretty well in these situations. And the fact that I'm not dead yet means uh, you want to keep me around? Was that a, a group decision or did you vouch for me?
2: Oh, well, I mean, I don't think we should kill anyone who, you know, doesn't deserve it and could be useful or anything like that, you know? I mean, like, if you made trouble, you know, we'd probably... Off with my head. Archie would probably beat you up, you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is how that's going to work. Yeah, okay. And i like, gesture at Archie, who's, like, probably a giant on this boat.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The guy looks over, gives Archie the up and down with a little bit of concern while he's, you know, in the middle of a conversation with the, the sergeant-at-arms. Well, I'm not here to make any trouble. I would prefer to live my life. Um, was a sailor, I guess. Pressed into piracy is not the worst thing that's ever happened. So, oh, what are we raiding? We're we a stealing? volunteer.
2: Yeah. See, that's the way you got to think about it. Now, in terms of stealing, we're actually here to do a good deed. You know, there's a very bad guy. You, you know um, Uh, oh, the white, the white king prince
0: Mm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah the white prince i hear he's a the great leader of the Dardens. he's inspiration to all
2: yeah for sure well basically he's like a really bad dude and we hate him like we're bad dudes no we burnt down a couple of villages we steal a lot of stuff we stole your boat you you were there Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and um he's a bad guy we're obviously bad guys too but he's worth. we want to get you know do some damage to him get rid of him maybe hurt him a little bit so but uh, just
0: because you're a bad guy doesn't make you a bad guy
2: hey you know that you're right thanks it's, it's a nice thing to say well
0: you know life is what it is uh, back home things are pretty terrible dragon armies are not dragon armies um, you know the armies of the the cult of rossi have taken over death symbols fly over every city Uh, Large wars, rage, terrible magics are used. It's a pretty hellish place. That's why I'm like the seas. Get to get away from home for a little while. Visit these other lands. People in Arcadia are a bit weird, though. There's that dragon over there and monsters crawling around. Dardan seems maybe a bit safer. You know, not in the middle of the armies of death. Not in the middle of dragons and demons. But somewhere, there's just like a a shitty ruler. That seems
2: a nice zone I you know sh- shitty ruler is is maybe that's like taking a baby step when you might need to jump a little eh, he's pretty bad dude I, he actually I don't know, I'll, I'll kind of briefly go over what we know about Sulphur Island That like
4: hmm. he attacked
2: it with Undead and stuff like that um
0: the guy's face grows grim as you speak of these things I thought he was a cleric of Astaire what is a cleric of Astaire doing with Undead?
2: I'm not sure. I, now, I know. I, sometimes people dabble in magics and the gods' ways are mysterious and unknown. Like, perhaps they have found some logical twist to the the, the rules of a stair. Perhaps, like, service and death is the most order thing in possible, you know? And I, I'm not sure how they pulled it off, but. These people seemed like they were hard up. And, you know, we could use a few friends because every island is full of enemies. So we thought we would help them out a little bit. I mean, mostly for our own benefit. But, you know, if mm-hmm. other people benefit along the way, not a problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, I seems satisfied with these answers um, and seems a little bit more open-minded about the potential future here as a pirate than some of the other folks that you have talked to and tried to press into service. Um He'll keep a, a quiet mouth for a little while he you know reflects back on the the nature of what you've said about the white prince and the dangers he's getting involved in your navigator in the meantime will be busy setting his sights on distant objects looking up to the sky and trying to measure distances to the horizon occasionally asking a free hand to come and like steady him or steady his instruments while he takes measurements um And with a natural 20 on the die, we will find our way to Sulphur Island without too much problem. It'll just be a few days there. And let's see if we have any interesting encounters along the way. No, 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 easy peasy. It is just a few days journey to Sulphur Island and our party will be approaching it from the north. So as we get a little bit closer, uh, it is up to the th- two of you to decide how to approach this. What would you like to do here?
2: I, I think before we left, did we, uh, did we talk to Nilrim and he said we shouldn't go up the river?
1: I want to he- say he said that.
2: You did I mention the...
0: that the river was pretty dangerous with lots of, like, shallow sandbars and rocky outcroppings, and that it mm-hmm. would take a master navigator to get the party through it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Sail, I've always thought that um, Middle room was more of a shoddy navigator, to be honest. I've seen much better on my ships back then. You know what? Back when I navigated on our ship a little bit, I thought it was doing pretty well. Um, and really... When Nilrim says When Nilrim says to not go somewhere, what does he really mean by that, Sale? We're talking about I... a guy here we're talking about a guy here who kills children.
2: I he kills everyone. I, I think when he says not to go there, I think he just wants to be in control. I you know I'll kinda of look around. Like I think he wants to take the captain's position, Archie, to be honest with you. You think so? Kind of, like I mean, He acts like it a bit. I mean, like, I'm disobedient to the captain, but that's like, you know, we're friends. I can do that.
1: I guess, yeah. Uh, I'm
2: just just saying he makes a lot of demands. He
1: does. I will say, I'm beginning to trust Milram less and less, you know, and if anything, usually he doesn't warn us of of things that are actually dangerous usually if he tells us not to go somewhere it's because something's in it for him right maybe he's been here before and he hid something there maybe i don't think Neilrum is that untrustworthy i think he just
2: thinks we're all incompetent you know like he thinks we're useless
1: I see i see what you mean yeah yeah hmm here's what the thing you do... yeah go ahead
2: i mean this Navigator doesn't seem so bad, like, I like we could take it slow, yeah. we can go whatever speed we want up the river, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can,
2: we, we could take our time. And Sweet I don't time. know about you, Archie, but I don't like the idea of like leaving the boat unattended out in the water while we go, mm. yeah. doesn't feel right, does it?
1: We've done that before, and we ran into trouble, yeah. In so fact, maybe it's, it's
2: been our exclusive strategy up to this point, and yeah, it's no, gone feel... wrong.
1: You know, as good pirates we should learn when you know something goes wrong like that we uh we take the lead sometimes, you know, and whew, uh maybe we should try a different strategy sometime.
2: I like your thinking. And I'll, like point towards the river. It's like let's go.
1: Let's go. Are you in area. Archie? I'm I'm in. Alrighty. Uh right, uh as the as the captain's first mate, um, you know that i'm in charge on the ship right now i'm technically the captain if he's not here so you know it's my call anyway and i'm gonna say we're gonna go up the river right Wait, wait wait, i think it's our call we both have a vote don't we well we both have a vote but i'm the first mate which means that that's the whole point of that position is that when the captain's not there there's someone who's you know in charge
4: I
2: feel like ship's cleric could maybe be of equal rank, you know? Like sh- ship's wizard, ship's cleric, ship's captain. Those feel kind of like equal to first mate.
1: I'm going to step up to sail and put my big hand on his shoulder. I'm going to look him straight in the eye. Sail, <clears throat> how, many, uh, how many years have you you know, served on ships? How many time have you spent on uh, ships rowing and working and Serving under captains and, and stuff like that. What if you? Well, what kind of experience do you have under your belt? Remind me, real
2: quick. Uh, well, I woke up on a beach, and I've been on a boat for
1: about a year. All right. That's. I mean, that's. That's. You know, that's not nothing. Sail. That's not nothing. Well, I've been working on ships pretty much my entire life, uh, and um, I'm telling you right now that the way that uh, every single ship has worked that I've worked on was uh, that the fir- the 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 entire point. I'm telling you, of the position of the first mate, that is like the first line in the job description, is that you are the captain if the captain is not there. Yeah, you've got a point. And I'll I like... Think so
2: too. I think so, too. I'll, I'll remove my I'll acquiesce. Two seconds. <laughs> my rabbit is like destroying the room.
1: Yeah, go for it. Right.
0: The party... Gets right up along the coast of this island here you come right to the river um, and our navigator will swallow go to the very prow of the ship, lean over and gaze into the waters as Archie pounds the drums and I suppose Sail's the one actually at the helm, twisting and turning the ship following the navigator's instructions or are Archie and Sail gonna switch positions and Sail man's the drums while Archie man's the wheel
1: um, that's a good question. I yeah, feel like, I feel like at this point I would man the wheel because I just have a little bit more experience on ships. Whereas okay. the drumming doesn't yeah. require as much um, expertise.
0: Okay. Yes, yeah. so for sure. S- sails on the drums. Archie's on the wheel. Navigator's mm-hmm. up front. Well, if he we rolled a twenty the first time, it only makes sense that he rolls a one the second time. So our mm-hmm. party will sail up mm-hmm. the river only to run into some very serious problems. We're going to take our first break quite a bit early, but we're going to come back on the other side with some serious problems as we traverse the river on Sulphur Island. So see you in just a minute. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tides of Death our party begins to sail up the river and you get most of the way you get so close you get to the point where you can see the lake and you're coming around and just as you see the lake you hear the navigator cry out something starboard
4: starboard!" oh my god
0: and then there's a sickening sound of crunching wood as the pr- the prow of your ship just like ploughs into a rock comes to a dead standstill the rowers having like the ship stops they just vanish instantly and then the ship getting pulled by the tide by the the pull and current of the river begins to scoot backwards starts to list slightly and then like bumps up onto a very large sandbar in the middle of the, in the- on the side of the river bringing us to a complete halt
1: yo what the hell's going on over there what'd you guys do uh, we've run aground on a rock hey. i think
0: calls out the navigator
1: you think <laughs> what did you guys do to my ship uh Goddamn fucking amateurs all right <clears throat> um can, I I can we? Vary... what's happened can we fix yeah. it well, yeah, you Archie guys will very confidently start taking steps that you would normally take if you were an experienced mm-hmm. uh, ship um, and experienced seaman. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. what those are. But, yeah, um, we'll be taking those steps.
0: Well, you've already drifted back onto a sandbar, so your ship is not going to like sink into the water at this point, but it is taking oh. on amounts of water. And you can go over to the front of the ship and look down and see that indeed it's like the very front where your boards come together and hit the, hull, the the keel. And there's just like a big smash in and water is leaking in. And you know from your time on this boat that you can open up this hatch and move these ballast rocks aside and get out the appropriate tools to begin to patch this thing but the positioning of it is pretty nasty. It's right on the front. Any patch you put right on the bow of the ship is going to be under, like, incredible strain. It's way worse than if it's on the side or especially the back of the ship. Um, If you were not far from home, you could probably limp home with such a thing. But since you're on this river many islands away from home, uh, you might actually need to repair this before you head out into the open seas. Otherwise, each day you're gonna to have to make a check, and if it fails, falls apart, you might take on too much water. You might not be able to repair it on the go. It's in a really bad spot.
1: Um. Hmm. Yeah. All right, crew, listen up. We gotta take some steps to fix this shit. Um. All right, you said. So, what are the limiting factors on um fixing this up right now with some carpentry and some shipwright? Well. Um, do you we, need some tools? We have. We, have, we mm-hmm. have. Do we not have the tools necessary to fix this? On the you combo? have some tools here,
0: yeah, but and you've got the trees around you, but you're also in the middle of this like dangerous jungle. Now, if you could had a have a nice secure perimeter and didn't have to worry about monsters or animals, yeah. and you had plenty of time, you could fell some trees and turn them into the boards and replace the things. But it would take you a while, and you do have some help here with these people. But if you really want to get this thing done right, you're going to need some additional just manpower just to like haul the ship out of the water enough that you can make these repairs. You can't really swing a hammer underwater very well. You're going to need Um, you're going to need some help from the Islanders to get this shit fixed. All right.
2: What do you need, Archie, to get this done?
1: I don't think we have the manpower. Um, And um, like... We, we're need, We're in need outside help. we got to talk to the Islanders, man. The mm-hmm. Shit's fucked. What can I say? The navigator, a man named Obamna,
0: looks to you with his head bowed sheepishly. Um, sorry about that. I, I didn't see it until it was... These are dangerous... The, the color is so dark, it makes it hard to distinguish rock from, from current.
1: <clears throat> Fucking unbelievable first day for you, Obamna. Seriously. This is, this is the most amateur shit you could possibly imagine navigating up a river like this, and you, I can't believe you fuck it up like that, Obama. The waters
0: are dark. Look how
1: dark they are. What am I supposed Dude, to do, huh? This is, I can't see through one, the water. A, this is day one shit. Just pay attention, okay? Listen, it doesn't matter. We're here in this situation now. Okay. No, just, you never we need we need some people to go up to the islanders and talk to them. We, we need to get some people in to help here. Um, I'm bringing shit. Obama. He needs to come. I agree. Um, he needs to suffer the consequences of this. Um, the question: The question is, do we do we go here and we leave the others here on the ship to watch, or do we send some people up?
2: Damn, that's actually a tough one. Neither of those are a great option, really. Yeah. No. Here's I the thing.
1: Think, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, I, I really don't we haven't been with these people for a while. I don't trust to leave them on a ship alone. and I also don't trust to let them run off into the next village that we encounter. I think we need to split up sail.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think it's a dangerous situation we find ourselves in, and we don't have a good option. What do you think? I, I, I had say. a good relationship with the town because they yeah, respected fair. me and my knowledge of their god. I think. I do. I
1: remember that. Is that something that happened? I feel like that happened. You know, we've been to a lot of town sale. I'm not really sure. I don't remember what kind of deities everyone here prays to. Um, but you, you, you have a connection to people like that. You know, I in situations like this, as the first mate, it's my job to think. What would John do, right? John what would probably do? go down to the town, he'd talk to the people, he'd probably talk to, like, three or four beautiful women, have sex with all of them, then come back with, like, ten men that he all charmed into helping the crew, and fix everything. Now, I was, John Which here. John is this? Winters. Winters. John Winters. Oh, captain. I
2: thought you were talking about a different John, because that sounds like a different guy.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. was... <laughs> <laughs> I' was talking specifically about our captain John Winters, actually um, <clears throat> I, I would say since you have a good relationship with them you <laughs> <laughs> <to Obama. laughs> you and Obama head out to the village you talk to some people. I stay here with the crew because I can keep these people contained. If anyone here tries some mutiny shit looking specifically at you, I just look at one of the random people mm-hmm. um um. I, I can be here to stop that. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll do what John does, delegate me to be the bronze and uh, someone else to be the brain. So I think you should go to the village with Obamna and um, find some help.
0: Just because I'm a navigator doesn't mean I can navigate through a forest, he says. That's, that's more pathfinding or survival. I, I don't know anything about forests.
2: I'll say, <clears throat> the reason you're going is because you royally messed up and oh. if wolves appear or anything that looks like it's going to eat me I'm going to feed you to them
0: okay he gets it he hangs his head uh, Sora the sergeant at arms
2: does she still have her sword
0: does someone have a sword for her around you did bring weapons right
1: yeah
2: I okay. think that's what we're bringing for the town we're bringing yeah. tools and equipment
1: and
0: okay Um, she will walk over to the collection of weapons, making eye contact with Archie the whole time, and, like, slowly reach down to pick up a sword, sort of making sure that you see her doing this. And when you don't intervene, she just straps it slowly to her belt. um, She's good to go. Yep, and sits on the edge of the ship, uh, looking into the woods. Rain begins to fall, and in the distance you can hear the rolls of thunder from the ever-present storm all the way around the islands. Um,
2: Actually, Archie, should I bring her with me
1: as well? You know, she seems like a good fighter, and um, in the sense that if you guys get to get attacked by wolves, she could probably fend one off. But not good enough to you know backstab and kill you together with Obamna. So. Seems safe to me. Well, I think they're in
2: a situation where their survival depends upon us. We could, like, tie Obamna to her.
1: And then, like... I like it.
2: I don't know how untrustworthy they are. How big is Obamna compared to this woman? Uh, Let's see. Sora
0: is a pretty... is a half-decent fighter. She's not, you know, the most amazing. I think she's like a six level fighter. She's pretty fucking good, right? Uh, but she's not huge. She's not super tall. If I recall correctly, her strength was like sixteen. Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, she's got sixteen strength. Obamna's a navigator. He's just sort of like a regular dude. He's probably got around ten strength. So um, she's probably about same height, maybe a little taller than him. Definitely larger muscles all the way around. In much better shape. Obamna is more sort of sit back with his fancy cigarettes and, um, you know, look at charts. And he's got lots of finger cu- paper cuts on his fingers. And, um,
2: yeah. He's
0: I'll not really like, a threat.
2: I'll kind of look, look them over and go, uh, I mean, she's strong and he's kind of dweeby. But I don't think he would get in the way in a fight if they were tied together is the problem. And I need... Yeah fighter.
1: <sighs> we can't abandon we can't abandon the ship and we can we can't leave people unattended on, on the ship. I really can't join you. I'll think. bring
2: her then a- her and Obama come with me. All right. And uh I'll take like 5 10 minutes for discussion. I'll get a few supplies and stuff like that. I would I, do I vaguely remember how far up the river we are? Yeah. Um where's our map so
0: you guys are almost at the end of the river like you can see the lake you could see the lake from where you ran aground and you pushed back down the river a little bit away so you can't see the lake anymore but you're practically at the edge of the lake and you remember the encampment um, was over here where the other river feeds into the lake so you would just need to circumnavigate the lake this would be the fast way um, or you could cross the river and then circumnavigate the long way. Which one do you want to I do?
2: Think with the urgency of the situation, I would probably take the fast way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also going to make Obamna walk in front with a stick. I'm going to tell him about the traps that are in the forest. <laughs> I'm going to say, "What? here's your stick. But there's traps? Yeah, there is. This is your trap finding stick. Good luck. Go slowly he looks to single file behind him.
0: he looks to Sora pleadingly and Sora gives him a shrug
3: <clears throat>
0: we're pirates now I suppose or at least you are hop two and uh, he'll take a stick and begin poking the ground in front of him while muttering under his breath to himself staying on the boat we have Archie Hot Euclid um, and two more people James and Mary Beth who are the other fighters that Archie is training. So you've got three real, well, two real fighters, James and Archie, half a fighter in Mary Beth, and no fighter in Euclid. Um, okay, I'm splitting the party on the session of splitting the party. Who wants to go first?
1: Um, potato, you go first, because I'm getting a drink real quick. I'll be right
2: back. <laughs> it, what was the fighter's name again?
1: The lady? The lady? Uh, Sora. S-O-R-A. Brilliant.
0: Excellent. Well, as you hike on this day in sort of the darkened weather, rain coming down, thunder and lightning in the distance, uh, you come across some ruins rather quickly. Maybe two hours from where you are. You're maybe halfway on your journey um, around the coast you come across this section of ruined jungle where there are these large stones that look like they were once stacked upon each other that have now like fallen over and been toppled. There's um, clear hexagonal stonework on the ground indicating some sort of road or patio or courtyard that used to exist here, but it's all clearly ruined and the jungle has begun to overtake the area. Uh, as you enter onto the scene from the the top side of this coming through, like this spot way up here. Uh, sure. Your your navigator Obamna will will stop and look into the clearing, and call back to you guys. Hey, there's a clearing, in a low whisper. It's a bunch of ruins. Come look,
2: and he'll wave you forward. Yeah, I'll I'll move forward towards him. Mm-hmm. and gaze out into the ruins. I'll take a couple minutes to like contemplate this. Hmm. Do these runes look similar to the runes I've seen on this island before, or do they look of a different age class? These look
0: maybe about the same age, maybe like a hundred years or so. Um, but they look like very different architecture. The stuff that you saw on the coast was more, you know, like squared gray bricks, uh, sort of militarized structure. It didn't have any of these like gentle curves or um, like rounded columns this appears to have a more artistic or gentle nature to the architecture, not some sort of fortress um, abutting the, the sea, but some sort of like peaceful, wealthy, happy, secluded place deep in the jungle.
2: Yeah. Uh, what about, I, I believe we found some ruins to the mm-hmm. goddess of the hunt. It mm-hmm. was like a temple deep in the forest. It, mm. It's different from them even as well.
0: Uh, no, it's actually very similar to those ruins. Quite similar.
2: Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of like vaguely give a story. It's like, hmm, I think these ruins are similar to the people we know here where they used to live before they retreated to uh, safer, higher ground. <sighs> the only problem I have is the last time I was in a place like this, there were traps everywhere. And I'll like kind of gently like feel my foot forward in front of me, just mm-hmm. like kind of anticipatorily. Um mm. I places like this have started to make me feel uncomfortable. Dead places. Mhm. Um Think about how I want to approach this. Uh, I'm going to take the lead of the party. I'm going to tell them, okay, we're going to have a little look around very carefully. You don't touch things. You don't bump off stuff. In fact, you should just like hold my hand and close your eyes at this point, okay? You touch something wrong in here. We could all die. There
0: it's could be bum. something to...
2: Go ahead. Sorry. Like, there could be traps hanging from things. We don't know what's waiting for us here. You know what? There could be nothing. And we could be being overly careful. I uh, swallow and then I hard. Very kind of carefully make my way. Sort of like in this sort of a direction. Like, kind of skirting the edge. But not like... Like close to the edge and kind of just, like, trying to get a look at, like, oh, what's this thing? And what's this? And what's that? And, you know, kind of, like, just seeing around if I've seen any signs of recent movement or anything like that. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: We enter the ruins. Sail leading the way. Abamna in the back. Sora in the middle. Um, and as you, you, you know, come over to check out this big thing... You get this sort of, like, hair rising on the backs of your arms feeling. Um, not about this thing in general, but just about this place. Like, your intuition is spot on. There's there's something a little bit off around here. Um, this big thing looks like it was maybe some, you know, fancy column. Maybe it was a the marker of a, a large pedestal. Or um, maybe it was, like, the thing from which you would hang banners or attach, like, other architecture to... Um, By now, you know, it's tipped over, and most of it is maybe this thing way over here is the other part of it. It's hard to tell, Um, but it seems to be pretty nothing and ruined. As you move forward, though, this in the middle catches your eye. There's this fountain area. Not like a, you know, fountain that shoots up, but... Uh, a pool of water that has remained fairly well intact. Stones around it, while weathered and dirty with the time, are completely free of vegetation crawling over them. And even from your position over here, even on this dark day, you can see like the water r- uh, rippling on the inside, letting you know that the pool is very intact and hasn't spilled out anywhere else. Um, it appears to be not perfectly still in the same position, but definitely the most, the least destroyed, the most well-preserved of anything in this region. How do you feel about this sort of creepy, witchy stuff? Are you... Do you want to run away from it, or do you want to go towards it?
2: Um, there is a natural curiosity that we all feel when we see something unexplained, like a mysterious pool of water that kind of draws you in. Sail kind of sits more on the avoidant, paranoid side of things. Mm. So he sees this and this is like, this is a trap. You know, that's some devious magic that, you know, if I were to get too close to it, it'll turn into a water elemental and, like, swallow me whole. Whatever mm-hmm. strange machinations of his mind um, coalesce to, like, raise his suspicions about this. mm mm-hmm. um, So, <clears throat> I'm going to turn to the others and say can you feel that? I'm talking about like the strange sensation of uh, the hair on the ends of your arms and stuff like that.
0: Obamna shakes his head and goes no just the rain but Sora gives you like the single eyebrow up and down um, and says yeah there's something something not quite right here.
2: Uh I'm going to like very very carefully lead the party over here and kind of cut across here just trying to get a little bit like of an eye on the pool Mm -hmm. like just get close enough
0: yeah go ahead and make me a dex check because you are searching the area in front of you for traps and you do come across one right around here let's just see how quickly perfect perfect yeah um there is a a little, you step on something. You can feel the ground like give way underneath the the front of your foot a little bit. And you can pull your foot off and take a look, and sure enough, there's some like old um, burlap tarp here with dirt and leaves and other things that have fallen on top of it. And just underneath, it looks like it's built in such a way that if your foot presses, it'll fall into a small spiked area, and more spiked things will come up from either side. So you get spikes in the foot and spikes in the ankle if you step on the right spot or the wrong spot. But you you know have pulled your weight off just in time
2: yeah I'll, I'll I'll like I'll jump back and I'll turn to Obamna and I'll say you see what I'm talking about I don't know if this was here to protect this place or if this place is here to entice people in for them to die I can't tell um, and I, I'm going to inspect the trap just kind of like looking like does it look like primitive like the ones I've seen before in this place
0: Yeah, it's pretty rudimentary. The spikes are wooden. Um, There's some sort of congealed substance on them that has dried away a long time ago. Maybe they were poisoned once, but they're old enough that if they were poisoned, the poison's probably faded or fallen off or gone bad by now. Um, It's primitive in nature. There's no metal involved. The most complicated substance here is the burlap tarp that was thrown over it.
2: Yeah. Like, hmm. They put these traps in places that are sacred to them. Usually, at least last time, it was places that they had used to live. I'm kind of like pondering this out loud so these are two kind of understand mm-hmm. what's happening. Maybe Maybe there's a reason to check out the center. And uh, I will kind of like... Ask. I'll ask for Obama's stick that I gave him.
0: Mm -hmm. He hands it to.
2: Uh, I'm going to, like, so incredibly slowly. Like I'm walking like a snail's Mm face towards the pool, like to here-ish. Yeah, you'll come across another
0: trap right here as well, which you can disarm just by you know kicking the tarp away and smashing the stick underneath, whatever. Um, And you can make your way up to here to the point where you get to these, like, nice, solid stepping stones that they, there's no way they could be trapped.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna tap each one with the stick before I step on them.
0: I just told you, there's no way they could be trapped. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm gonna tap them. Yep. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap,
2: tap. Every time I tap away, I'll take a step forward, like this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm going to get right up to the edge of the water and kind of turn my shoulder, o- turn over my shoulder and be like, if something happens, run. And then I'll kind of just barely break the surface of the water with the tip of the stick. Like, just like I'm only breaking the surface tension of the water. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You break the surface tension of the water, and immediately you can feel, like, a gentle breeze. Even with the, the rain coming down around you, you can feel, like, a breeze blowing on the back of your neck. Something more concrete than just, like, your hairs are rising. There's, there's actually wind pressing against the back of your neck.
2: And is it pushing me towards the water? And it's more coming just, just to the of-
0: side, like, tangential to the pool.
2: Uh, I'll That's turn around not... to them and ask them. Can you feel that?
0: They're pretty far away. They shake their heads. Um, uh, Sora has drawn her sword all the way out of its sheath by now.
2: I'll motion Obanu to like come to me. Come here. And uh, I'll hand him the stick and make him poke it ever so gently as well.
0: Um, he pokes it. Doesn't say anything about it, but you can feel now like the breeze is a little bit stronger and it's down on your hands. Uh, well, just your right hand. It's like someone is breathing on you. There's there's a warmth to it, despite the cold rain.
2: Um... Oh, man. Did I bring a detect magic? I didn't have one in my spellbook, so that's a no. I should probably always have one of those. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so it's like this, like a, a visceral part of me that's like just like stick your head in and take a drink. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know; it's kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna find. Fu- is there like a tiny pebble nearby that I could find? Totally. Is the water clear? Like I can see to the bottom, or does it go dark eventually?
4: It
0: is clear, but it's like a dark day, so your vision's pretty limited. If it was a sunny day, you probably could see to the bottom.
2: Yeah, sure. I'm going to cast a light on the little pebble. I'm mm-hmm. just like, like nope. drop it in.
0: Yeah, the pool's not that deep. It's maybe on, you know, eight inches, 12 inches, something like that. Um, um, but the area around you does fill with light as you drop your light stone I think it's a, what is it, a 20 foot radius something like that, so it's a, quite a nice big zone is now well illuminated
2: yeah um,
0: yeah like out to here, something like that
2: uh I am going to very gently like palm, palm just like tap the water with my palm and see if I feel anything Hmm.
0: You've been here—not here, here—but here, this general area before, and you've sort of interacted with some of the things of this culture before. In fact, last time you were here, you interacted with some sort of, um, like, a spirit of an old woman with a sigil of a geppa around her neck, like rose out of one of these holy places or something. And while you can't see any spirits around you, you do get that, that feeling of another presence nearby, something that you can't see in the vicinity around you. Your hand sort of touches the water, and it almost feels like something is like pressing your hand down, but there's clearly nothing there, and if you try to resist it at all, you're like, no, 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 it's just my mind. I'm, just, I'm tripping out because I'm, I'm spooked, and I know there's spooks here, and so I feel like something's pushing my hand, but it's definitely not. Maybe the winds on your neck are just your anticipation and your nerves. Maybe the winds on your hands are just random breezes. How paranoid are
2: you? (laughs) So here's, here's like, sales thought process is how he's feeling. It's like... He's like, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe there's some, like, magical, cool stuff. Or maybe there's some, like, religious significance to this pool. Or maybe it's going to be bad for him because of the way the cleric ghost reacted to his um thing last time and so i'm going to take a moment here to ponder what my next step is um you know there's two sorry go ahead
0: No, no no please go ahead
2: there's two thoughts running through sale's head it's like did i find the fountain of youth is this like is this it is this the place like could this be it or or fountain of eternal life or whatever it is although i thought Mm -hmm. that there was like a reference to something about the prince on that so i'm not sure um or maybe is this like a similar kind of fountain maybe there's some magical benefit from touching it or drinking from it and i seem to be getting encouraged to put my hand in um so i i'm going to hold the symbol of Rohi in my left hand as I submerge my right hand in the water Mm. Uh oh (laughs) Fine The rules check is never good.
0: Yeah, you submerge your hand in the water, and as you do so, coming out from the water is a separate hand, Um, and it stretches on this, like, Column of water that does not resemble an arm at all. Uh, just is like a column of all, water with an arm at the end of it. Um, and it begins to stretch out like five, five feet or so until it's like at about face level with you were you to stand up tall.
2: Uh, I'm going to immediately <laughs> back away. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Abumna quickly backs right. away as well i'm gonna like do this kind of thing where i like move back and forth I'm like when you say hand is it just like in the air like this or is it like yeah it's like just that? sort of
0: no no it's like this i'm gonna poke the hand with the stick great you go to poke the hand with the stick and the hand will very quickly lash out at you with a closed fist I got to look up its attack and damage bonus. Because it is trying to strike you. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Mm? Following around on the grape scrapple. Excellent. So the fist will make an attack roll at you. It is five, I think what is the bonus for oh yeah plus five to hit against you and i would say that you are not fully surprised by this thing but maybe a little bit like startled um doesn't matter because a 24 is not only a hit i believe a 24 is a critical hit on you If
2: I pass a deck check, can I throw a bomb in front of it? <laughs> Unfortunately, that would have had to have been a ready to action. But I appreciate the
0: efforts. Um, and it will do 2d10 damage to you as oh my it God. whaps you for 15 damage. The fist, like, smashes into your neck area and then sort of wraps itself around your neck area um encircling your neck it has a grip on you in the next round it is already touching you and it can automatically strike to constrict for damage which will be different than the bludgeoning damage because it's now holding you and it's doing constricting damage but we should definitely roll initiative Uh, i'm going to figure out how the hell you get out of it if
2: you're held by it
4: oh shit (laughs)
2: <laughs> Did you just accidentally kill me? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. You know, it's possible.
0: But you know, don't you have like 40 <laughs> HP?
2: <laughs> yeah, for now. <laughs> Punching a grass creature, extinguishing ball. Da, 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 only be. The...
0: Oh, whoops! <laughs> 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 I might have accidentally killed you.
2: How do I escape?
0: Um. You are automatically grappled by it. It uh, holds its target with an effective score equal to this other number. Okay. So if you want to escape it, it's an opposed strength check. And uh let us turn on the combat music. And um
2: Can I speak? As it uh, has me by the
0: neck. It has you by the neck. It is constricting you. You can gasp out some some amount of conversation, but not like a... You couldn't debate philosophy or anything.
2: Yeah, I'll basically say, get this off me and then run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I will begin to struggle away from this thing. Uh, I forgot to have my token
4: selected
0: Uh, We do not have a fist. We have a hand token. You got a four. Obamna is going to maybe just run. to have like a statue of a hand maybe not okay well I will find an asset for the thing in just a moment uh it will roll initiative on its own 1d10 plus three i believe yep good enough
2: Okay, i i'm making a strength check i'm gonna make the strengthiest strength check that i've strengthened when I think about all the times I saw Archie punch him man or break something, or do literally <laughs> my and oh my god.
0: Wow. Wow. You fail, so it continues to hold you. Yep. Um, it will go on six, which is right now. It automatically strikes and it will constrict for D6 damage plus one point per round of constricting. So in other words, it takes the listed and second it takes listed plus one. So just D6 damage this round as you try to like rip it off of you and move out of the water as it forms an an impassable surface to you. Sort of like when you strike the water like belly flopping off of a high dive or something, the water for an instant becomes an incompressible solid block. That's what it feels like as you try to get your fingers inside of it. It just is impassable. Uh, you will be choked for six Obamna oh, oh. yes. By the way, chat can't see the rolls What? Why not? That's ridiculous Okay, sorry, there we go Thank you um, nice. Obamna is going to make a morale check Because he is a scurred boy And he'll pass um, He'll grab the stick And he'll stand And he will thwack the water With the stick Huzzah! and the stick will pass right through the column of water and out the other side, doing literally no damage to it whatsoever.
2: I will hit at him in, like, choked rage. Help me get him off, not hit it, you idiot.
0: He will help you on the next round. Our sergeant-at-arms, Sora, will come on over here Uh, And she will go to help you. She quickly sheathes the sword, grabs onto you, and will try to shrug you off, giving you a second check in this round.
2: I get to just do another sprint check?
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to rule it. Uh, Still not good enough. You need not only uh, to beat them, but you need a 21 as well. Or 21 and to beat them. So with horror heart hugging on you nothing happens no one goes anywhere and it is time for the next round initiative oh here we go there's got to be hand token in here somewhere i remember
2: no make it a fist it's got to be grabbed it's got to be a fist token okay ah.
0: can't find any hands or fists All we have is a a fisting Yakuza member. It's the closest thing we've got to a fist. Close enough. Oh, here we go. This is it. There, finally. Rawr. And it has grabbed you. Behind you? No, it should be in front of you. Perfect. Uh, and our fist will roll initiative our, th- our Obamna will roll initiative and our Sergeant at Arms will roll initiative what did you get for yours? 6 6, Six. well that does mean you go first you want to break out now you have the Sergeant at Arms helping you um, Obamna is also going to help you and so you can roll me um her strength is 16 what's your strength? 15. 15, 16. You can go ahead and roll me as if you had 18 strength. Uh, there okay. you go. And can, that's still a terrible roll. Can you beat its, its strength 25. check? Yes. Uh, you can rip yourself Three of the hand and the three of you will stumble backwards as it takes its turn it rises up from the water and will reach out to strike another person and you sir are still the only one in range 1d20 plus five is an eight Whoosh! it comes smashing overhead uh missing and i think at this moment you can pull back um, and retreat, yes. or if you want to stay in fighting range and fight it, you can fight it.
2: Uh, no, we're leaving. We're done. Okay. We're do- we are curiosity sated, paranoia reaffirmed. Uh, we're mm-hmm. leaving. Uh, I will lead them through this trap that we kind of like area all like close we're there's no looking back. We're running. Like, we're okay. Running. The
0: the fist will reach out to maybe about twelve, maybe fifteen feet from the pool at its maximum range, and sort of just hover in the air as the three of you make your way towards the edge. Uh, No desire to interact with it, but when it's clearly reached the end of its rope...
2: Uh, Can't hurt you now. I'm going to observe it (laughs) for a moment. As I choke for breath, I'm like, "Uh, Jesus Christ, what is that thing? I suppose I would play like Martha's Bane or something. Mm -hmm.
0: The two of them look at each other and shake their heads. I don't know. Some sort of Abomna says reassuringly. I
2: think it's some sort of magic. I'll, like, give him, like, the most withering look I can muster. Oh, is it magic? <laughs> is it magic, Abamna? Uh-huh. He nods,
0: not quite getting it.
1: I think so. <laughs> you better fucking kill him after this, dude.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to, like, I'll pinch the bridge of my nose... I'll just be like oh, I, didn't, I just didn't need this today But why? Why did it come up? He says I, he, he, It came up because you crashed a boat in the river Obama That's why we're here Okay There's a, there's a sequence of events That led us to this point And that's why it's got up He shuts uh, his mouth I'm gonna um, now shut up and let me think Is what I'll say As he shuts up Alright How do we deal with this? What do we do? Is, and I'll just like look around and like We can just leave Did we see anything valuable here? Did we need to no, kill this?
0: Literally nothing of value um, And when you mention we can just leave Sora with you will nod her head And say yes I think that's a good idea There's no need to fight
2: <clears throat> And I'll just like stand up Like dust myself off and try to push the water out of my clothes That, that touched me and I'll be like you know what <clears throat> A better man than me said discretion is the greater part Of valor let's get the hell out of here
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and with that you can quickly flee the ruins make your way back along the edge of the lake until you can see that distant village on the other side of another small river uh, if you remember there's a small river between you and the other side of the lake where you have met villagers in the past um, let's drag us over here yeah it is on this side of the lake. The The bottom right side of the lake is where the... Well, the bottom right side of the river leading into the lake is where the camp is. So you can make your way along the river, along the lake, right next to the giant tall cliffs. Um, you will not see much in the way of animals today. It's raining. Everyone is sort of hanging out in home. There are some birds hanging about or, you know, sheltering each other with their large wings. But no mammals, no monsters, none of those scary things... You vaguely recall hearing about trolls or maybe seeing a troll in the woods once upon a time, but apparently they're avoiding the dark and stormy days. And so you make your way
2: If I saw a troll, Obamna is troll food, okay? At this point. In fact I'm considering if Zora kills him, I will actually just let her go. (laughs) (laughs) You can make your
0: way to the ruined village over here and find it. We're going to take our first break as you get to the ruin. Second break as we get to the first village. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to see what Archie has been up to with the ruin, with not the ruins, but the, the wreck of the ship. So see you Wonderful. on the other side of a break. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tides of Death. Archie, the rain is falling. Sail walked away with Obamna. Sora and Bomdan Sora, leaving you with Euclid, Mary Beth, and James. All around you, you can feel the gentle rain, the distant thunder, the occasional flash of lightning on this mm, otherwise ordinary day here. Bizarre. Ah, perfect. Um, as the others leave, you look about, and you know what needs to be done. You're gonna need to get the boat in a place where it's all the way out of the water so you can get to the repair section, but you're going to need more arms for that. Like You're a strong man, but this is a heavy fucking yeah. boat, and to pull it all the way up on shore is going to need some work, especially given the conditions. Yeah. Um, you're also going to need some lumber. Uh, luckily, you have axes and saws and the tools with which to produce planks if only you can fell a couple of good trees. And hey, look, there's a jungle out there. There's trees around. You can find some trees. Um, and it's going to take a while for a sail to go get help and bring back, probably a day, maybe more maybe a couple days. It took you like four days to get all the way up the mountain to where they were last time. So you're going to be here for a while. So you're going to need some sort of like rudimentary shelter. You know, your boat, you can stretch a tarp over the top and make some shelter, but the angle of the boat, as it's like set on the ground, you'd kind of be sleeping on an angle and that's just awkward. Um, so how would you like to, what, what are your priorities in your eyes?
1: Um. <clears throat> well, what is it? Most important things always shelter, right? Mm. Um, well, most important thing is water, but we're at a river, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that. We got that covered. Um, I think shelter is a good idea. Mm. The way that cool. with the way that the the ship's not really on the shoreline, right?
0: Right, it's on like a sandbar underwater.
1: That's tough. Well, honestly, it sounds like for everything that we need to do, we need to start chopping wood, both um, for shelter and repairing the ship. So I think uh, the first thing I do is gather the crew and start chopping down some trees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Try to get them all off. Um, wade to the shoreline, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming we can wade through the river to the Easy door, peasy. Right? I mean, yeah. How, yeah. 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 Uh, wait at the shoreline and um, just go to the trees that are close to the shore and start chopping some down.
0: Yeah. A bunch of trees here. There's a nice sturdy oak nearby, which would be perfect for your planks, and judging the size of the distance, you'd really only need one good tree. Um, yeah. so you set to work with axes. Whap, thwap, thwapping away at the tree.
1: Um i think also if we were to set up shelter we would do it like <clears throat> you said we have a tarp right
4: mm-hmm.
1: um do the traditional thing of like setting up like a rudimentary shelter between two trees that are like pretty close by right mm-hmm. um maybe kind of look at the the wind's pretty stable in this place so know kind of where the wind direction is and kind of finding two trees that are Angled properly so that the tarp would like protect from the wind and stuff like that, and if there was rain, it would it would protect from the from the rainfall. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I guess we would do that. As just you're commanding people around to do that.
0: Yeah, as you're ordering this person to do that, and you get a couple of folks working on the thing, on um, cutting down the tree. It really only takes two person, people at a time. And you start ordering around the third person to go grab a tarp or whatnot. Euclid over by the tree gives like a gasp, and you can hear the sound of his axe clattering to the ground as it smacks on roots and stones below. Mm. Um, and throwing a look, you can see both Euclid and let's say James was working on the tree have uh, backed away with their hands sort of like up in the air in a surprise um, look. You can't see what it is that they're surprised by. It must be on the other side of the tree because they're they're mm-hmm. on either side taking turns, um, but they both dropped their their tools. And are backing away. Uh pseudo captain! captain in what? command and first mate Archie
1: What's what's going on? What, what the fuck happened now? Um, stepping out round a tree
0: is a strange looking creature. Uh oh. looks something like this. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah.
1: Can't get it to not
0: Ugh. I can see it. Right. Yes, it is a um, shortish woman, about five feet tall, with long pointed ears, very similar to that of an elf, uh, but not quite the same. You know, there are shapable differences between them. Her forehead's maybe a little bit taller as well, and also she's got, like, grasses and blossoms either, like, stuck in her hair, pointed upwards, or, like, literally growing out of her scalp, Um, like little wildflower meadow scene coming out of her hair um, in her
1: arms I've seen this kind of creature before right we ran into some of them at some point I feel like yeah you
0: did run into some of these things that time those crazy bears with red swirling eyes attacked you yeah 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 Yeah. anyway this creature uh... steps forward and looks (laughs) around and says in an accented voice "Um, please stop
1: please stop what
0: please stop chopping down my home
1: here like like do you live in this tree
0: she you know puts a hand on one side of the tree and like walks through the tree as if the tree wasn't there like as she steps into the tree she sort of steps out the other side of the tree um, as if the tree was like a infinitely small space
1: um'm I'm, I'm- very taken aback by this. Well, what the what the fuck? Uh, oh wait, do you, I, I look around. Did you guys see that? Did, did she just step through? Okay. Uh huh. All right. So I guess I guess they do that. Um, wh- listen here. Uh, the, so <clears throat> we um, are are stranded here. I, I'm talking slowly because I heard that she has an accent. Um, we are stranded here um we <sighs> listen we need shelter okay we need we need we need wood to repair a ship we get the hell out of here the alternative is us staying here forever and chopping down more of your home but if you can spare a tree or two um we'll be on our way shortly
0: I don't know how rich you are but i only have one house
1: can't can't you just move to another tree there's a lot i see a lot of trees here i'm not not i'm I'm assuming not every single tree has one of you guys living in it right Right.
0: not all trees are fit for me um what is your have we decided how attractive archie is have you rolled or decided on a, a
1: hotness score Yes, he has 11 hotness.
0: Okay, we need to roll for James. Uh, why don't you roll me 3d6 for James's hotness, please?
1: Absolutely. Um, sorry, that was 3d6, eh? Huh? Mm-hmm. I rolled 3d5. I'm so sorry.
0: Oh my god. There you go. 10 okay not great yeah. and for uh, I think we already rolled hot Euclid's hotness I don't remember what it was but why don't you re-roll it at 4d6 d1 that'll roll 4 six-sided dice and drop the lowest of them all um, to give it a slightly more advantageous roll
1: Um, tell me again what I need to roll 4d6 d1 So sorry.
0: 4D6D1. Mm-hmm. 4 six-sided dice drop one of them
1: um, do I just type in 4061? Yep,
0: yep. No spaces? Oh, yeah. Hot uh, Euclid definitely has earned the name, Hot huh, Euclid. Uh she looks to the 3 4 of you noticing Mary Beth in the ship and turns directly towards Euclid and says, "I can give him shelter." And then um you'll notice she takes some time and begins to draw some sort of symbol in the air in front of her. Now, Archie, you're not maybe the most wise or perceptive or well-educated of the party. But you've been around enough magic to know when someone is fussing with magic. And this woman is clearly drawing some sort of magic symbol in the (laughs) air to cast some sort of spell.
1: Hey, whoa, 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 let's calm down here for a second. What do you do? Chill out? Okay, we can talk about this. All right. Um, I look around at my crew
0: they're all standing sort of confused as she continues to draw the symbol in the
1: air I'm fucking attacking her
0: you're gonna do it you're just gonna run up and strike at her okay I need you to roll me an initiative roll Um, and she will already have started casting the spell so I will give her um, uh, I'll just remove the casting time and give her minus one to her die roll her spell... can, see,
1: can, chat see, can chat see the rules yet? I think oh, oh, yes, yes. Rolls. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Thank you. Sorry. Um, she will get her spell off. She'll finish it before you get to her. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing really obviously happens at first. No, no fire burst anywhere. No one starts grasping or squeezing at themselves. Um, but she will turn to you as you come menacingly towards her, and she'll like put up a hand in sort of like a self-defense, like ah. Um, do you want to continue with the attack? Her spell has finished.
1: Um, <clears throat> I will grab her wrist. Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead and give me a roll to hit against her wrist.
1: Just a normal attack roll?
0: Yep. Easy peasy. You grab this like slender, thin wrist in your hand. It feels, you know, she's five feet tall, but on top of that, your wrist just feels kind of small and fragile. You get the impression like you could break it fairly easily if you wanted. Um, and she
1: will cry out a little bit. Ow! Stop! Yo, what's up? What are you What are you doing here? You can't just like start casting magic at people. It freaks my crowd. Okay, chill out. What What's going on? What are you doing?
0: You wanted shelter. I'm giving one of your men shelter. She says, and with her free hand, like beckons towards him, and he Euclid. Casually walks over to her and looks at you and goes, oh, Cap- "Captain Archie, fake Captain Archie. She's
1: not dangerous." She well, I'd appreciate if you you know talked to me and told me that you were what, what kind of spell you were casting before you just started. It's it's a dangerous land out here. Okay, I've seen a lot of people casting spells and killing people. All right, I don't know what, what you are, what your agenda is. So, what 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 are you doing? What's what's going on? You say you're giving someone shelter? What does that mean?
0: Well, I can't take him with me without first making him ready,
1: she says. Taking him... (sighs) What does that mean, taking him with you? Like, in in the tree, or...? She
0: will nod her head once, in affirmation.
1: I'll pinch my nose. Okay. Um, alright, listen, uh... That sounds good. You know, if you want to help us get shelter, that sounds that sounds great. Um, Euclid, is your name right? Um, mm-hmm. what, why don't you uh, go go with this with this young lady and and report back as to how how the shelter situation is.
0: Sure thing, boss. He says. Um, do you let go of her wrist? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, he will reach out and take her hand, and they'll interlock some fingers, and you will guide him towards the tree. And step in and pull him in after her.
1: Well, that was pretty weird, wasn't it, guys? All right. James really looks lame. horrified. Uh, Just stepping out of the tree. Oh, I'm sure they're fine.
0: Marybeth comes over with the tarp in her arms. Uh,
1: well, I guess we'll... Um, <clears throat> we will hang out and wait for them to get back. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. That's going to be my decision as a captain. We will hang out, wait for them to get back and um, <clears throat> why don't we look at some other trees to maybe uh, put that tarp up. Uh, maybe th- those two over there instead look, uh, I, I, look, I, look fit, right?
0: James will put an axe over his shoulder and grab some rope and go with Mary Beth and begin to string up a tarp over between two other trees to create a shelter while you hang out and Watch.
1: The tree. I'll, I'll shout for them. Euclid? Tree lady?
0: And just the rain falling down through the jungle. Droplets splashing off of leaves onto the puddles on the floor. No response um, from
1: the tree or the dryad or the Euclid. I will, I will knock on the tree as if it were a door. <clears throat> Hello?
0: The lean-to gets finished. The other two come over. Still no reply from
1: the tree. I, like, walk around the tree to <laughs> inspect it. Yup. <clears throat> uh, they're just gone. Uh, I mean... Listen, uh, if so... If someone asks... Well, wait, wait. That guy was our navigator, right? No, no. He was just just a, oh, uh, no, no, a volunteer I'm, I'm, I'm a navigator i'm sorry euclid was the uh what was his job again
0: he was just a volunteer who was eager to work with you guys i
1: have a volunteer who was eager. okay his job uh, well, was hitting on sale yeah i mean that's <clears throat> that's fair um well it seems like worst case you know uh we have one less guy to help out and um be- best case he he found a new he found a new girlfriend um Uh, It seems like there's not much we can do about the situation, so we got, we got the shelter set up over there, is that what's going on?
0: They nod, Uh uh-huh.
1: Okay, so we got the shelter. uh,
0: Should we fell another tree instead?
1: Yeah, yeah, probably felling a different tree is probably a good idea.
0: They bob their heads and walk over to another tree. Uh, get your approval on it, and then begin flapping at it down.
1: Um. All right. Uh, so, uh, um, have you guys have you guys ever seen a, a creature like this uh, come around? Do they really like come back? Is that Mary Beth will speak up. Uh,
0: you know, the old woman in our village. Used to tell stories about the the fae creatures that lived in the that that lived in the deep jungles. Fake she creatures. said that oh, yeah. yeah, like like those things there were nymphs and dryads and pixies and sprites and elves and and whatnots. They always said that they were disarmingly dangerous.
1: Disarmingly dangerous.
0: I mean, <clears throat> like trickster spirits that will beguile you or. Trick you into doing something, and, and when you think you're resisting, what it is that they they want is actually when they've got you the most.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we 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 weren't resisting, right? We just gave her what she wanted, and you know, our, our boy Euclid seemed uh, happy to go. So, <clears throat> I feel like we're we're going to be fine. I'm just uh, just to, to to be safe. Um, if there, guys, executive decision from your captain here. If there's another Fay creature that pops out of a tree and asks you to come with them. Um,
0: I'm going to say no. Please
1: confirm that decision with me first, and then we can talk about it more. It seems like Euclid here is maybe not coming back, so I kind of want to keep the party together at this point. Um, So if we could not do that from now on, that'd be great. Um, Everyone on board with that decision? Any uh, thoughts, questions about that?
0: James speaks up I I have no idea why he went with her That was mad Why would someone just walk into a tree With a a weird Meadowhead lady
1: Well uh, you know I I also don't really know what was going on there But listen he seemed very enthused about it And who am I to question a man To go with a beautiful woman That's one of the things that my captain taught me personally Um so She's no woman sir It's an elf Well, you know, potato-potato at this point, um, the... Well, what I'm saying is, like, I mean, like, we all have different tastes in women, right? And whatever color or shape they come in, uh, I'm not really here to judge for that. So, anyway, if, if Sale asks where Euclid, uh, can we get, can we get, um, our story here straight that, um, uh, that he... He He walked into the trees? yeah he walked into the tree he made that decision completely on his own and uh, we weren't really <clears throat> involved with that at all he he just kind of went for it yeah just sir all right cool. cool 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 um all right well we got our shelter set up uh we got the tree felled um i, I think it's time that we start making some some boards some planks out of the mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh, the tree at this point here and um
0: Yep, they'll take axes and hammers and chisels and go to taking the felled tree and chopping off its branches and getting the right length and cutting it down and then, you know, making some planks and getting to work on that. Um, The rain makes it a little bit harder to do all of this, and so the going is kind of slow. Luckily, same with sail, there's no monsters around to get in your way. But after a few hours, I would like you to roll me a one D twenty, please. And James will roll a one D twenty and Mary Beth will roll a one D twenty. Oh, Mary Beth rolls the lowest. You will hear a cry from Mary Beth after a few hours, eh? Hey, they're back. Hey. Um, and then you'll see her looking up in the direction of that same oak tree you at this point in time you must be near the ship like attaching a a rope or a chain to the prow of it and tying it to a tree just in case the tides change or the river water changes it doesn't like wash the ship away from you Um, and you can see Mary Beth staring at the tree as like a hand comes out of it drawing shapes in the air in front of the hand
1: Hmm. It's, it's just her it's Euclid's nowhere to be found
0: just, yeah, all you really see is the hand coming out of the tree. Um, it's at oh, like a, okay. a three-quarter angle away from you, so maybe the creature's pressed all the way against the tree, but in, it's probably like halfway out of the tree or just the hand is sticking out of the tree.
1: Um. um okay, I'm going to walk over there and grab the hand by the wrist.
0: Yeah. Uh, you'll get over there just as, like, the hand begins to finish its things, and I think if you, as long as you don't roll, like, a three or something, make me an attack roll, the creature, you're going to have huge benefits. Yeah, easy peasy. You get your hand wrapped tightly around the wrist as the hand finishes its symbols, um, and it goes sort of limp in your grip.
1: Um, I will tr- attempt to yank her out of the tree.
0: Excellent. Uh, you give a one, two, three solid yoink, and give me an opposed strength check. Easy. You yoink the creature out of the tree, and the two of you come tumbling down to the ground. Um, she let out with an ow, ow. Hey, hey, that's unnecessary.
1: Well. Oh, listen um th- this is the same uh woman that we saw before i'm assuming
0: yeah close enough looks pretty much the same
1: yeah um hey so sorry what did you say your name was
0: you couldn't pronounce it you can call me meadow though
1: meadow okay uh Listen, Meadow, um, we, I feel like we had a conversation earlier about, like, not casting spells before talking to people because, you know, I went on a whole thing about how, you know, there's people, you know, trying to kill other people with spells out there and stuff like that it makes people pretty uncomfortable when you're out here casting spells. I'm so um, sorry.
0: I thought you understood what I was doing after I explained it to you. I thought we had come to trust each other.
1: Well, kind of, but... The, the, you uh, you have to understand that us common folk we don't really understand like we can't really tell one magic spell from another so mm. j- just seeing you cast like a spell that doesn't really tell me that you're doing what you were doing earlier and also last time you cast a spell you, you kind of disappeared forever with one of my men which by the way w- w- where's where's euclid what's 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 he doing what's he been up to
0: he's resting gently in the realms beyond
1: You're kind of making it sound like you killed him. Um, no!
0: No! I would never dampen his light in that way.
3: <clears throat> okay,
0: so, it, it's hard for you maybe to understand without seeing it yourself. There are other realms between which my people can walk. I have simply hmm. taken him there to rest for the time being. And I will bring him back when it is time.
1: What, so when when is that? When is it going to be time?
0: I thought you knew.
1: Well, as a t- time to what? Well, you
0: needed shelter until yes. some well, end un- of our, time.
1: Uh, until our uh, boat up over there is fixed back up and we can leave. Yeah.
0: Then I'll bring him back when the boat is fixed.
1: Oh, yeah. That sounds like a fair deal. Um, honestly, yeah. It's just whatever he feels comfortable doing sounds fine to me. I'm not necessarily... Like, yeah, she's he's like, not exactly... It's-
0: up a little bit off the ground and sort of sits instead of like the two of you being toppled over on top of each other she'll cock her head slightly to the side and say you you have a an aura of something around you I can't quite place it it's not fear it's maybe well, a it's, fear uh, of fear
1: a fear of the unknown no, confidence or you know um, Pizzazz is what some people would say or maybe you know a, a, a certain presence of um <clears throat> of uh yeah i, th- I think yeah. confidence is a, is a great way to describe it right yeah you would say i um, you would say i'm a pretty confident confident uh, looking guy right i got you know yeah certainly
0: but i, yeah, I sense but... a an avoidance around you a deep-seated resistance to something what what is it that you were running from are well, trying meadow. to overcome
1: I'll kind of look around the crews like standing around me right now
0: um, Mary Beth is sort of staring at the at meadow a little bit bizarrely. James is 20 feet away or so by the shelter with an axe in his hands and he's not sure to raise it or lower it but he's just kind of keeping it aside and keeping like a distance.
1: Uh, Marybeth, why don't you take James over there and you guys go look at the the damage on the ship again for me um, and help with whatever's going on over at the ship for a second. I'll handle the situation from here as your captain.
0: She she squirrels away with James and goes over to look at the damaged ship. Meadow looks back at you.
1: Well, listen, Meadow, um, I, I, there is, there there was a, so something happened a while back where... I was, you know, helping my crew, helping my friends. Um, uh, we, we were in a fight, and uh, suddenly I got, I got super scared. Um, I, I, for for some reason, I don't know what happened. I got frightened for my life, and I ran and abandoned my crew, which I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, that must have hurt a lot. Yeah kind of did actually yeah it's pretty important for me to, you know, it's to I, well i think it's important in general to protect your crew like that you know um
0: hmm. and you with so much confidence to be overwhelmed by such a strong feeling that must have shaken your faith in yourself
1: yeah you could say that that's a, that's probably true yeah.
0: but you maybe my understanding of the common language is is minimal or or perhaps you're speaking oddly but you you use the past tense with these things that you were this way that well, something changed
1: yeah. yeah i um i uh, you know how to i talked to someone and um they ensured me that it, i i would never be afraid again like that um and you know i kind of i i kind of i, I kind of took that to heart and i don't really want to be afraid like that anymore so i think um from now on when i get into a situation like that i um i'll try to you know i i don't think i'll abandon my crew like that again it's you know
0: something has helped has taken all your fear
1: uh well it's I taken am I haven't been afraid since but
0: what do you think the other side of fear is? Uh courage. Mm, she shakes her head. Mm. Mm.
1: Like Maybe. you know my for example, uh my my captain Beck who's He's not with us right now? Which is why I'm I'm kind of in charge of the whole situation. Uh, he, uh, Captain John Winters, you, you've probably heard of him. Um, he's a pretty well-known guy. He's very, very courageous, um, and he's helped us through a lot of situations by being being courageous and getting to situations where you know he's he's navigating his crew through tough times by not being afraid, but by uh, st- stepping up to his fears, you know. So
0: why would you throw away your courage, then?
1: I... I don't think I did, did I? What do you mean?
0: Well, all feelings are a spectrum. On one side, you have one. It's like happiness and sadness mm-hmm. are opposites, but they're the same part of the spectrum. If you remove the inability... the ability to feel sadness, you also remove the ability to feel happiness. You crunch down both sides and are left in the middle with no range. If you have had your fear taken from you, then whatever the opposite of fear is should equally have been crunched and taken or suppressed within you. That's why I ask what, what is it, Archie, that is the opposite of fear?
1: I don't remember telling you my name so that's kind of weird but um I, I i think so i think um what the person who told me about you know getting rid of my fear was that i'll never be afraid again and if you're never afraid does that just mean that you know you um you will you will encounter situations with with bravery um wouldn't that be what 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 happens
0: fear is not always a bad thing well fear lets us know when things are wrong when things are bad without fear Mm -hmm. wouldn't you never know when to stand down wouldn't you fight even the the toughest and scariest of creatures that could certainly kill you because you don't have a sense of when to fight and when to flee
1: well you know i I I would say that there is not really a creature or someone out there who could just certainly... I feel like if I just um, have enough, um, if I believe in my crew and my abilities and my body enough, I can take on pretty much anyone.
0: Maybe it's already working then.
1: I've killed a a dinosaur before, uh, actually. What tragic. One, one, One hit, I think. It was... Yeah.
0: How sad
1: well he was attacking he was gonna eat me so it was self-defense really oh
0: well that makes some yeah. more sense then
1: there's you... also this um, the this uh master of arms that um I, I battled and, and, and took down quite handily as well um I, I just don't you know um I think uh as long as I'm not afraid to to encounter whoever I whoever I fight um I'll be able to take them down.
0: You're okay being less than a full person? Being not the whole Mr. Alder, just the part of Mr. Alder?
1: Certainly don't recall telling you my last name. Um, But yes, I think the full Archie is in here and in here and with my crew. As long as I'm Mm. with them and I'm following them and I'm standing tall for them and I'm standing strong for them and fighting for them, that's when I'm, you know, at my full potential.
0: As you're pointing to the different parts of you where you're the full Mr. Alder is, you'll notice Mm -hmm. that your other hand uh, somewhere in the conversation has been taken by hers and both, and you find... Mm -hmm. Not really realizing it that the two of you are sort of seated cross-legged across from each other and your hand is between hers and she's looking at you with this like deep sort of inquisitive sadness like she's trying to see not just the the skin and teeth of Archie but you know the, the full man below and she is not quite like she's very empathetic to your cause mm-hmm. with an unusual mm-hmm. tinge of sadness to it <clears throat> and this crew you speak of why mm-hmm. why are they not here where Where did they go why are you alone why did well, you send the others away it's just you and me now this is your choice why did you send everyone away if that is what makes you whole
1: I guess um, I was kind of uh, I'm just going to start fumbling a lot here um, losing a lot of confidence in this conversation. Uh, he's not, he's not very used to having heart to heart conversations like that. He's never really had someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just, I, I sent the other two away cause I don't really know them that like that, you know? And I was kind of asked me a personal question here and anyone who's not like part of my main, my main crew, you know, like sale and, and John and I guess, Nora, mm-hmm. um, um, I wouldn't really want to, you know. You lack the courage
0: to speak openly to them.
1: Well, it's it's, I guess you could say that. But, you know, I'm kind of in charge here as the I'm the first mate on the on the ship. You see, because I'm uh, position my, of my, much my honor. Yeah, my, my 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 captain's first mate because he, he you know he trusts me a lot. He must trust and, you with his um, life
0: to promote you so.
1: Oh, he does. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've saved I've saved his life a, a couple times, and he has saved mine a lot of times too. Um, we trust each other a lot. Yeah.
3: Hmm. And that's
0: why he sent you alone in charge of these others when you when you left him.
1: I mean. I being on a being on a ship together being in a crew together it's complicated sometimes you know it's mm-hmm. the, there has to be like certain decisions that you make and sometimes you have to split up which is why there is a first mate in the first place right so mm-hmm. that when you split up you can kind of take that that person's position because he does trust me so much he was able to send me away without you know having to look over my shoulder the entire time and see what I'm doing
3: mm mm-hmm.
0: you must see the sec- the size and scale of your heart it's very big you care for the others around you even through the 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 bluntness of your words I can see that you are a gentle soul for your friends for the ones you who are part of your
3: crew
1: I mean uh, you know nobody's really ever put it that way before and I guess um, I'm just I would say say that I'm very loyal to them you know
0: Mm mm-hmm very loyal to those who are, who you've allowed into you. Just the three that you named: John Winters, Nilrum, Sale.
1: I would say th- those are the ones I definitely trust the most. Yeah. Are
3: there's, there any others you pupils. trust?
1: There, there's my pupils back home who you know I teach to to punch them. I'm, I'm pretty good mm. at punching. Uh, one of the best, I would say, actually. Maybe uh, they, they call me the. Um, <clears throat> they, they call our crew the Crimson Fist. That's because of you know, kind of because of me, and uh, the that's a very violent name. Well, you know, it's sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Uh, to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to it's it's a violent world out there, really. Um,
0: I have seen much of your human world, and it is very dangerous and violent. So why would you? Why would you numb yourself to all the things out there? Why not use all the tools at your disposal? Why cast aside your courage and your fear to be numb? Why would you numb yourself to the world around you? Why would you feel less? Is it that hard? Is it that dark? Is it that scary?
1: I, I guess um, I guess at times it was, yeah. Because one time it was so hard and it was... Uh... It was so hard to be fearful that I abandoned my crew and they could have died because I was afraid. And um, I never want that to happen again because if we're depending on each other, if my life is in their hands and their life is in mine, then I can't just let my emotions get ahead of me and mm-hmm. you know, let, mm-hmm. let myself abandon those that I care about so much.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you roll me a 1d20 minus 3? At this point, you have, you're sort of recognizing that you're not sitting down holding her hand anymore. You're standing up, and all that's left of her is like her eyes and face as she's like receding into the tree. And one of your legs is already through the tree, and one of your hands is partway in the tree. And you catch yourself at this moment, realizing yeah. that with, without knowing, you've been led most of the way here
1: uh listen meadow um are we i i I think i'd really like to stay on the outside part of the tree do you think we could arrange that of course she says
0: i'll return your friend to you when it's time please refrain from chopping down my tree though i would appreciate it i've enjoyed speaking with you archie b alder I've Um, enjoyed getting to know you and your crew.
1: I've, uh... I guess I've enjoyed it too, uh, Meadow. Um, it was a good conversation. Um...
0: Try to remember that every time you... give up... one part of yourself, you're... you're giving up other parts as well. A whole person has all of them together. Don't don't diminish yourself too much. Don't dim your light, she says as she slips all the way in the tree and sort of vanishes. And again, you start to realize that it's raining around you, that the water is coming down, that you're kind of cold and you've been sitting out in the jungle talking with this, this dryad woman for, you're not sure how long until it is that James and... And Mary Beth tell you it's been two hours of talking with her. Jeez.
1: Well, I'm I'm going to try to seem unfazed by this. Um, well, you know it's uh, you know negotiations, really. Um, you know the the whole deal. Um, diplomacy, as they say, uh, it, it takes a while. Um, right, did, but uh, I, was, what about... I was able to. I was able to uh, you know have a talk with her and have an agreement with her that she would uh, return Euclid um, by the time we leave
0: good good you, we, so is did she capture him is he a prisoner or
1: uh no he's uh, uh, the way she put it is pretty much she's just chilling and he's asleep and um he's uh he's coming back when we uh when we when we leave yeah that's 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 it the exchange
0: looks so after two hours you've agreed gotten or to agree to give him back
1: oh yeah well, yeah, it was a you know was, there was a lot of diplomacy. We're foreign people on her land here, you know. There was um, <clears throat> a lot to talk about, but in the end, uh, we we get everything we want, right?
0: Uh huh. Maybe, Captain. Can I may may I speak freely? Says Mary Beth. You may. Maybe we should move away from this tree.
1: Yeah, I, the part of the agreement was that we don't uh, touch or, you know, fell the tree.
0: That's why right. why, is choice, Captain? And she quickly scurries down the coast um, to the lean-to between those trees way over there and adjusts some branches and pulls the, the tarp down a little bit and ties a little lower so that when it's down, it, like, blocks the view of the tree. Um, and she will huddle in, and you'll realize that it is dark and it is raining, but it's, like, dark enough that it's actually nightfall now, that the sun has set. And I think this is where we take our next break and we'll come back on the other side and return to Potato McWhiskey and his adventures. See you soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tides of Death. Sail. Hello. You've made it past the watery fist, past the ruins, beyond the river, to that safe little town that you were at before. From here, you know where the switch back up the mountain is. You know the way to the rest of the people. Is there anything that you want to do aside from just go get reinforcements and help for your ship and, you know, have, get these people to come pick up their weapons that you're delivering them? Is there any preparations um, we need? Anything to do before we get there?
2: I think... Let me just double check my spells list here real quick in mm. case there's a spell maybe I want to use or something.
0: It's a great idea. You did have a strange encounter with that other place and you had said at the time you wanted to detect magic. And I believe last time you were here, you had a detect spirits memorized that you had used as well. So it might be the right time to check the spell list.
3: Um.
2: Yes. Mm. I only have, like, utility-ish and combat stuff on me right now. I don't have, like detect magic or detect spirits so i can't do any. i I would need a rest to do that sort of thing um well you will have a time to rest
0: because uh when you're at this village it is like late um you'll need to sleep here and continue your journey the next day so you can burn whatever spells you need and memorize new ones in the morning if you would like
2: sure i will uh essentially burn off a call lightning and switch that for a detect spirits uh, I casted a light so I can just replace that with a detect magic. Mm-hmm. Um and let me double check if I need to change anything else. There's a couple of these that I can't actually cast because I'm lacking um I'm lacking like bone dice or something for one of them mm. like little things like that. Mm. Um but I think I'll I'll bring a detect spirits and detect magic with me, uh, and I'll kind of just I'll, I'll show the guys around the town. I'll be like, hey, look, there's the temple to Ag. Wait, who's the hunter? A Geppa. A Geppa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll <clears throat> I'll tell them uh, when I cast detect spirits, no one else could see the spirit, could they? Correct.
0: I think you were the only one
2: who could see it. Yeah, and I'll like I'll kind of briefly. I won't give them, like, too much information, but I'll tell them about my encounter with the Spirit. And I said I wanted to try and contact the Spirit again to see if maybe things have changed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I will... Um... I will ask... Oh, man, I'm going to have to think about, like, sleeping in the watches for the night. Mm. I I'll ask Sora to take, uh... First watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll yep. get I'll get a good night's sleep in.
0: Yes, she will take first watch. Um, she will wake you up when it is time for yours, letting you know that she didn't even bother giving Obamna a watch. She did not trust him. Um, so she took his as well, and then woke you for the last one.
2: Thank you, Thora. Get some rest.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, she'll pass out while you memorize spells and do whatever it is you do during your watch. And
2: perhaps... this is this
0: when you speak with spirits
2: Uh, absolutely this is where i do detect spirits i think it is
4: Mm -hmm. right
2: um yep
0: and there she is again the old priestess um as you cast detect spirits she is walking Around. Uh, you found yourself in maybe like a an old abandoned structure to give yourself some shelter and cover, and it is around the outside of this building. You can see as she like walks past where the front door would be, um, this this spirit circling your little base over and over and over.
2: Pacing, watching, waiting. Do I get a sense that she is like anxiously anticipating or is it like a guarding sort of behavior like what's the impression I get from this Mm, give me a charisma check nailed it
0: nice it is like an anxious guarding like a I need to keep an eye on this to see what is going to happen here. It's um, maybe a little like a- anxious is the right word here. It's very anxious. anxious. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering if like she's anxious for our welfare or like anxious for what we'll do. Mm. Um, I'll act like I haven't seen her, or maybe she would know I've seen her. Mm-hmm. I- I'll act like I haven't seen her, and I'll kind of pick my way. Towards the temple of ageppa.
0: Yeah, um, as you exit, the spirit will sort of startle and move back away from you, try like hiding behind some trees. But even then, like the creature sort of moves between the trees, like through it. It couldn't possibly provide cover on the spiritual plane or on the ethereal plane, or it's sort of maybe like an instinctual habit from when she was alive, but has no actual value to her at this point. Um, you'll lose sight of her as you walk in the direction of the temple. And you'll catch sight of her again as you get to the temple and find some excuse to look behind you. And she's maybe 15, 20 feet back, eyeing you warily. You can see her hand is fumbling with the amulet around her necklace, the symbol of Agepa, goddess of the hunt.
2: Yeah, I will... um, I'll make my way into the temple, and I'll kind of like, as I go in, I'll like... Move to the left. I don't know if you can hide from ghosts, but I'm trying to hide from a ghost.
4: hmm
0: Um The creature will walk around some stones and eventually come, you know, it'll search after you until it get to a point where it can see you. So if you want to hide, it will try to uncover you. Um, how much do you how badly do you want to hide?
2: I'm basically just trying to, like, let it, make it very clear that it's following me. Like, Mm, I'm being like, why are you following me? I'm like, I'm setting up to intercede. I'm setting up to, like.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you definitely have, if you wanted to corner her with, like, you're following me, uh, you've definitely achieved that. Because there's no way that it would, you know, it's definitely watching, following. You go to hide, it comes around and looks in your direction.
2: Yeah, I will pop out and approach it. And I will be like, why are you following me? Why are you afraid of me? Oh. Um.
0: Bring dark tidings of change to the world. Terrible, terrible things. You're a monster. Can you not see it? Do you not know it? How could you? How could you make such a dark deal? black and twisted soul
2: my soul I I am a beacon of light in this world I have done nothing but help those I love those who help me I have done my utmost to liberate the people from the oppression of darkness the true darkness that rules this land I understand that listen I was dying okay I made a deal but he's not that bad. It Can he be that bad? She holds like long eye
0: contact with you. Change is not always good. It's often bad. The world was created perfectly. Why are you here to change it? Why are you here to disrupt it?
2: The world was created perfectly. Have you not seen the suffering of your own people? The suffering of the people on that island we were just on. The world is filled with mountains of suffering and you call it perfection? Some suffering makes sense but children starving Uh, taken away from their families sworn to serve someone against their will this is not a world I would call perfect you seek
0: to shape it in your own image then make the world as you see fit
2: Of course. Don't we all? Don't we all want to make the world conform to our values, our ethics, our beliefs, our wants and our desires? Don't we want the people who we care about to be rewarded and the people we don't to suffer? Don't we want the world to be the better place that we know it can be?
0: Your ideal world is all those who oppose you suffer and you say that is better?
2: Not all who oppose me. Those who break the values, the tenets, the the ideals. Suffering can be deserved, but it's not necessary for the undeserving to suffer. By what ideals do you
0: live your life? By what ideals do you judge these things? I know mine. Agepa, goddess of the hunt, teaches us to be careful, patient, quiet and focused she teaches us that survival comes from the struggle from the hunt to hunt or to be hunted she teaches us that life is a combination of risks and rewards and the one needs to make risks to gain those rewards she tells us that a true hunter is one who takes only the risks they need and who does not falter when faced with danger this quiet careful focused approach helps guide us through our lives you and your abominations what what guidance do they give you what rules your decisions nothing just lust for power lust for to shape things as you will lust to make change whenever you want however you see it
2: Power. What have I done to get more power? Everything I've done was to try to survive, to stay alive. Because life itself has value. By forcing upon people suffering and anguish, you devalue their lives. You remove their agency. The only thing that matters is the freedom to choose to live. To be able. Uh, hold on. Am I going full like religious libertarian here? Hang on. <clears throat> Let me think about this one. To be able to choose what the meaning is in your life. Meaning is not imparted upon you by the gods. It is created within each of us. If I choose to decide that my suffering is meaningful, so be it. But that suffering should not be foisted upon me because some, and I'll speak with like serious derision here, some backward creature of another plane decided that I wanted to play God.
0: Which backward creature of another plane wishes to play god?
2: The gods of this world. All of them. The ones who cause the suffering. The ones who cause the pain.
0: Oh my god. All the gods. You're mad. You're absolutely mad.
2: Madness? Where did the gods come from? Did we create them? Did they create them? They us?
0: made you. They made each and every one of us. Martha the Mother imbues us all with life and each of us is in turn created by one deity or another. Us humans are primarily creatures of Malchus, god of chaos, and I see it in your soul. Elves are gods, uh, creatures of Astaire. Troll, uh, Ogres of Varasi. Gnols
2: of Valthara. Did you see them make them? Did you see it happen? You only believe the stories you've been told. You... you... <laughs> What
0: do you and you just make up your vision of the world and declare it to be true? You have less evidence than I. The gods speak to me, they show me the truth, they walk to the lands, they give us divine powers, they sit in the sky above us, and they turn to meteors and fall to the ground when they need to intervene. They are the only truth in the world.
2: You. And how do you know they're telling you the truth? If they have total control, total power, infinite possibilities, they could tell you lies and make you feel it true.
0: If they have infinite power, they could make me however they needed. They could make me in a way where they would not need to lie to me. If they have infinite power, the lies are unnecessary. Pent. it's not too late. It may cost your life, but you can still save your soul. Don't you care about what happens to you after you die? Don't you care about the beyond? About the fragments of you that return to the moon? Return to Falumbra? Falumbra, goddess of the of souls you see her in the night sky as the moon she is where we all go when we die she is where we get to relive our lives over and over moving backwards and forwards in them do you not know how the world functions do you not know how the afterlife begins do not know where you come from this thing that you serve hides the beauty of the world from you whatever However you you speak with it 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 feeds you only only what it wants from you how are you can you be so certain you're not the one being lied to manipulated by whatever this entity that possesses you this name i i, I cannot see
2: uh I care not for these things I care for who was there for me upon the precipice of death, where were you? Where was your God? Where were the others? Where were they? They did not care for me. They did not want me. I had done nothing to harm anyone, and I was condemned to death. For what? Taking a trip? Being in the wrong place at the wrong time? To be given the gift of life that is the most holy and greatest gifts. To be given that which you have want the most in the moment you need it the most. Can there be a greater gift a god can give?
0: You would enslave yourself to anyone who grants you life?
2: Slavery? I see what you've chosen. Leave whenever I want. I am free. I made this choice willingly. I can leave whenever I want.
0: You can leave whenever you want.
2: I can exit the mortal coil. That is the bargain I made, and I made it freely.
0: And what happens to you when you leave? Where will (laughs) you go? You've bound your soul to
2: something.
0: Do you know what will happen to you after this? I don't. Do you know where your soul will go? I don't. All I can see is that you have some dark hand wrapped around you. Wrapped around your spirit, pulling you away from our plane pulling you in another direction pulling you here she kind of gestures to this area to this this physical place of temporary
2: existence I guess I'll never know if there is nothing for me beyond this life then why should I live any differently even if I repent I'll become shards as he said so what choice do I have but the choice I made back then I have to make the most of what I will actually see and experience
0: run you foolish boy run and the huntress cleric will sort of recede carefully from you, stepping backwards as if she's, like, checking her footing. But you see that her foot clips through rocks anyway or, like, hovers above a spot on the ground where, you know, she should have fallen from. Uh, But she checks her footing anyway and recedes into the jungle, cautious, um, whispering one more time as she departs that you should flee this thing that binds you here. And soon she's gone. And the others wake up. The sun comes out. The rain stops. You can find the switchback that leads up the mountainside. And you can continue your journey. It's not too much longer this day until you run into the people of Sulphur Island. The, I don't know what we would call them. They're not quite wildlings, but they are sort of. Like, they come from a advanced society that has fallen. And so now they're sort of... Primitive creatures living in the shadow of their great society.
2: Um, I guess you might compare it to like people living in the ruins of Rome. Mm hmm. Yeah. You or know, after, after the end of the Bronze this. Age.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah. It's in one kind of, those of like
2: all dark. these things that were built that they don't remember how to fix. And so mm-hmm. they're still using like crumbling infrastructure.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway. You can go through the area until you find your, your dark-aged friends. Um, they will You'll actually catch them on a path down to meet you as you come up through the switchback and get to the top of it and move forward, and then there they are. Um, and one of them will reach out—this is the wrong track— with open arms and with a big smile on their face. They will call out your name and walk forward to embrace you. Dear friend, Where? where are the others? Tell me they have not fallen to the dastardly white prince. Tell me they have not died in a pursuit of noble justice for wrongs many generations ago.
2: No, they have not fallen. They live yet. They are on a different task. Uh, They could not be with me here today. However, as joyous as this occasion is to see you all again and to meet you all, and I'll kind of gesture towards the tower where the princess was. I think there's like a tower that she was mm-hmm. in right
0: yep that's uh, a... over here.
2: And while I would love to see the princess again, I am in urgent need. Our boat has run aground and I need I need your I need strong men. I need help we're we're in trouble. We have brought you goods and supplies and aid, but we cannot get them here because our boat is damaged. Do you have any woodworkers?
0: Uh, we do we shall if you bring weapons and tools and aid and your boat is stuck then we shall absolutely help you with whatever repairs or strength is needed come let us head to the nearby village where we can rest for the day we should set out in the morning we can eat we can feast and you can tell us the tales that you have of what you've seen since last we have met um And it'll lead you back to the village while talking and asking all sorts of questions about, like, where you've been, what have you done, have you seen the White Prince? Is he alive? Is he still alive? He should be old now. How come he's not dead yet? You know, does he still have... We haven't seen as many of his boats nearby. Uh, Has something changed, or is it just the the season? All the questions of the the era come bombarding down on you. Um, What impression would you like to give these people of the outside world?
2: Um... I'm gonna feed them some serious hopium, That I'm gonna tell them about the destruction of like several towns loyal to the White Prince. The turning, like the the um the rebellion we started in
0: Ooh, place with the little uh,
2: straight crop Yes, and Jamuba. Jamuba. Yeah, I'll tell them all about that and that like. It's happening we're working to break his hold over the outer islands and that these lands will return to glory oh my and may God. a Gepa be praised i say <laughs>
0: cynically <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are thrilled to hear that this is the thing um and once you're in the village know It's already sort of getting on to evening. It's been a long day of hiking up the mountain and the switchbacks and everything. And so once you get seated in here, they'll quickly bring out some food and pass them around. They'll introduce themselves to your two new friends, assuming at face value that these are trusted people that you've brought with them. No need to, you know, question them. Um, And it's not too long before food and drink is pulled out and music is played. And none of my music tracks are working right now, but that's okay. Uh, and there will be a, a kind of a, a long afternoon of resting and a little bit of feasting and swapping stories. They tell you that the princess is still alive, but not particularly well. Um, you know, she's pretty old now, and her health is in question. And clerics, as they are, will will do their best to help her. And the healers around will help her as best they can. But all people come to an end eventually. All lifespans end. And soon she'll return turn to Falumbra, where she will be able to review, review all of her life in its glory for all of her days as she slowly fades and is recycled into new people, new souls. Hopefully, most of her will come back into this very island and lead us once again in another generation. That's sort of the um, spirit of what's going on. Um, and we could talk a lot about your communication with them. But what I'm more interested in is how you let your two new comrades interact with these people. Because Obamna and Sora are very tentatively with you. Like, they're helping you here because their lives are depending on it. But Sora was just fighting you. And Obamna did run your ship aground, and sort of is clear that he fears for his safety. The, you know, I'll throw you to the trolls comments come across with your attitude anyway um how do you want these people to interact with your your island friends and vice versa um are they free are you going to deny them certain access are you going to sit near them and carefully oversee what they see in here are you going
2: to let them roam
0: are they prisoners or are they allies
2: uh I will give the impression that these are like indentured servants like people who owe me a debt and I'll Mm. say like look they have a freedom to an extent but it's limited that they you know they cannot leave town they cannot do things that they should not and that uh, while they are not to be harmed and nor are they to be denied basic pleasures and amenities and stuff like that they're also like they haven't yet proven themselves to the cause of reviving the Dardans. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Is that kind of
0: the impression that makes no, sense? No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so one of the things you'll note tonight while much sort of frivolity ensues um, is the stories that these these dark time islanders will be telling Sora and Obamna Um, You'll catch them talking about the history of the White Prince, telling the two of them about his abominations, his atrocities, uh, about the undead on the island and how they're still there 100 years later or 80 years later, however long it is, the undead still crawl over the place and they'll tell them the stories of the four of you fighting your way through the undead they'll tell about the times that their their people tried to surrender and how they were beaten back about the horrible magics the White Prince has used to overcome islands and the uh, like absolute force he's used to impose his will on the peoples out here about reading minds and like uh, gathering information through telepathy um, invading people's most personal intimate moments to rip knowledge out of their minds um and over the course of the evening, you will see a markable difference in Sora and Obamna as they hear these things about the White Prince that they never heard from. You'll you'll overhear them say things like, well, we always heard that he kept the Dardens peaceful and that there was good trade and everything was in order and there was no violence and the air was a, a relative peace, even if somewhat strict. Um, and you'll get the general impression that the folks back from Tide's End were these these sailors are from really had no idea what was happening here we're kind of oblivious to the the truth and as they learn what is going on and learn at least from these jungle people that you guys are staunchly opposed to the white prince um you'll catch them looking over at you with a newfound sense of not respect but like impressed like they're not just pirates they're pirates on like a mission of redemption to destroy this evil thing and that might not actually be the truth, but that is the, the truth that these island folks have of you, of your team, your crew. And it is the truth that they impart to your new companions. We're just going to roll um, a wisdom check over here for Sora and a wisdom check for Abamna. And Abamna's going to need a wisdom score. E- 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 ooh, okay. So... And Sora also has killer wisdom. Okay, so they get that they're sort of maybe getting a one-sided story, and that there's more to it than this perspective. Um, but by the time the night wraps up and everyone gets ready to go to bed, um, Sora will approach you, still sword at her side, and pull you—you know—pull you away from others as everyone's being led to to a place to sleep and given soft blankets. Uh, and she'll say to you, Sale, <clears throat> Sale? Father Sale? Is that the appropriate term? I see the pendant round your neck, and I think I've witnessed things that can only be done by clerics. Is that the appropriate honorific?
2: Sale is just fine. I make no illusions of my dominance or seniority over my fellow man. Hmm. Is it true what these people say?
0: Is your express purpose to rid the world of this this man posing as a uh, the divine and when, when reality he is the profane
2: I'll kind of like gonna kind of put my like my hands on my knees I'm gonna spread my hands kind of like in like an honest gesture I'm like well look you know it is true it is true it's not the whole truth I mean I'm not a good man I enrich myself along the way of this goal but I swore an oath I swore an oath to destroy what hold the white prince has over this land
0: that is refreshingly honest a great many men have sworn oaths to do great deeds but would never say quite so frankly that they enriched themselves along the way I appreciate your candor.
2: What point do I have to deceive and pretend that I am entirely good? It would only make people doubt me.
0: She will not say anything else unless you want to speak to her further. She will take that and chew on it for the night.
2: No, I'm just like, that's what we do. It's like we tell the truth and we're bastards that's the whole thing
0: <laughs> tell the truth and we're bastards that's a very good thing hey obamna says nothing um doesn't matter but in the morning your new friends will bring you uh, around and head back with you they'll escort you all the way through the jungle they will light torches uh, to keep the trolls at bay. They say even during the daylight, it's best to walk through the jungle with torches unless it's raining. For some reason, the trolls are, at least on this island, are, you know, like gorillas. Terrifying, hugely strong, but when it rains, they quickly seek shelter and hide. Uh, no one quite understands why. Um, and it is not too long before you will make your way back to the boat. So let's do a quick flip over to Archie at the boat. Mr. Archie, uh, here you are with the others. It's been days. Euclid has never returned from the tree. The, the dryad creature has not come back out of it. But you have leveled your, felled your tree and gotten some good planks. And you've bent them into the right shape and let them sit for a few days wet and then dried. Um, you've got a, a pretty good shelter. It's a little muddy on the ground, but it's not too bad. Just enough you know, twigs and branches to give you something to walk on. Um you've been here for a few days now what what have you been doing with your friends your companions your
1: your peeps uh <clears throat> i mean like archie's uh he's used to being out on sea he's used to being bored, you know mm-hmm. maybe just scouting out the the area a little bit and um just just like the vicinity to see if there's like any. Uh, anything in an immediate vicinity that's that's dangerous to us or something, which I'm assuming there's not not a lot going on, just jungle.
0: You do find some troll footprints that look a few days old mm-hmm. that came through an area, yeah. um, but that's that's the biggest sign of danger that you come across.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll deal with those with those when we get to it. And we have like night watches and stuff like that, standard mm-hmm. stuff when we're sleeping. Um, I guess we're just hanging out. We're uh, uh, making sure that our shelter is good. I, I'm guessing we're, like, fishing for food, or are we... Mm-hmm. There's uh, plenty of food on the boat, uh, and you do yeah, a fishing pole. Yeah, we on the boat. True, true, mm-hmm. true, true. Yeah, we should be fine. Um, yeah. yeah, just mostly whatever you do if you're just stuck out on sea and you're chilling, you're just just laying down for a little bit, you know, um, talking, maybe singing a sea shanty or two here or there, you know, mm-hmm. at the fire at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Sure.
0: Yeah, once all the the major work need, that you need to do before the rest of the party arrives is done, um, James will take this opportunity to ask you to help spar with him and train with him because he's one of your fighting apprentices I believe, right? He was oh, yeah, one of the soldiers sure. back from Amuba. Do a little bit of training with James. Yeah, And, um, a couple days later, here comes Sail. Uh, with a whole bunch of islanders in tow. Maybe a pack of 20 of them. Enough people to haul the boat out of the water and get into the right place uh, with enough hands and including some, like, pitch that they've brought with them that'll help uh, patch up any spots on the boat that you might need, just in case you didn't have your own. Uh, and the whole party will be reunited again. Um first thing you'll notice james other james is that uh euclid's gone
2: i'll kind of be like are you are you missing someone or is uh oh Where'd you Euclid? know there's this... like a
1: yeah do you remember um, back when back during that whole ordeal with the bears and everything we met those like tree ladies do you remember that
2: Oh, when Nilroom proved himself dangerously irresponsible when it came to religious
1: matters, yes, I remember. Oh yeah, the, the one time that that happened, yeah right. Um, <clears throat> anyway, one of those tree ladies uh, came out uh, out of that tree actually over there. I'll point to it, and um, uh, you know, Euclid decided to uh, go hang out with her, and they're hanging. They've been hanging out in that tree ever since. Yeah, that's that's
2: pretty much what
1: happened. I like I like step back and like look up.
2: Like, in the tree?
1: No, like, yeah, so, like, not, not like, up, but, like, in, they, they walked into it and, like, disappeared into it, and they're, like, inside the tree now, I think, is what's, what's going on. I, like, walk, but, I, like, there's no door. Is, is this yeah, the tree? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's, like, a magic thing, I think. He's
2: in the tree? Like yeah, 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 yeah. He came, when
1: is he coming out? Obamna uh, will
2: speak well, up
0: i think it's magic
1: <laughs> that's a real actually a really astute observation Obama. good job i'll flick him like a, a silver um <sighs> don't re- please don't reward him please <laughs> I was just, I was just, he's just picking up on his surroundings he's doing better than he was when he was navigating us earlier right um well that is true i don't think he's earned rewards yet
2: please don't remind under- well, <laughs> me in this
4: relationship <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, it sounds like you guys have been through some shit. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I think uh, the 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 tree lady said that when we were ready to leave, that she'd uh, bring him back. We uh, actually we negotiated that. Um, we negotiated that. Yeah. You negotiated with a tree lady? Oh well, I had a you know conversation with her. Actually, you know what? From uh, from first uh, first. Uh, first mate to to Claire, can I can I pull you aside for a second and talk to you about something about the negotiations and everything? Sure, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> we we kind of leave the group a little bit. Mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so uh, I actually had, a, had had a conversation with this tree lady. Um, we talked for a long time. She was really nice. She really um. It was kind of weird because she knew my like full name, but I guess like we're pretty well known out here now, right? Yeah, I she maybe maybe someone talked to her and told her. You know. Yeah. News travels. Um Exactly. Uh a- anyway, she um asked me some questions about You remember what we talked about with uh you know, our um our uh tentacle friend <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, so she said some stuff I didn't tell her about our friend at all don't worry about that no, um good talk. but but i i did tell her that or she, she kind of asked me about like you know you know what it was about uh the uh, me um swimming out there and then um, him taking like all the fear for me and everything telling me that i'd never be afraid again and stuff like that you remember yeah i think yeah we talked about that and yeah it was he gave you a gift, you know, and you're better now, Yeah. Right? You're not afraid. Well, so, like, she said that... She, she said a lot of things that I couldn't really follow. But I think basically what she was saying is that when you give up fear, you kind of numb yourself. So So, like, you also lose the ability to be brave, and you just become, like nothing which is obviously just weird like tree magical being talk that's obviously not doesn't have anything to do with you know She she's never been on a boat she doesn't know what it means to be courageous she doesn't have a crew to fight for um but just you know just wondering like kind of what your thoughts on <clears throat> what, what your thoughts on that kind of perspective were. you know i mean I,
2: I'm, I'm glad that you think my opinion on this matter is what like do you feel brave? Do you feel braver? Isn't that... Like...
1: Do, do you feel any fear? Do you feel... I, don't, I haven't been afraid since uh, I talked to our friend, no. So you got what
2: you wanted, and... I think so, yeah. Do you, do you feel brave? Like, do you feel courageous, or is it... Or are you unsure? Um... I mean, look... <laughs> He gave him my life. It's not like that has like a double, you
1: know? X yeah. Thing. Like, I'm
2: actually dead or something, and like, yeah. i clap that, that, on the shoulder. Would, that,
1: I don't even know how that would work, right? Cause, yeah, like,
2: like there's no way you would take away the opposite part of what I've been given.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that's... make sense. Yeah, because then you would be like something, some something really weird in between, which like you're like, normal. Um. <laughs> uh. So. so... Yeah, so I, I don't think she knew what she was talking about there, right?
2: I think Archie, and I'll, like, I'll put my hand, I'll like hold his arms like by the elbow kind of area, and I'll be like, listen, it's up to you. If you think you're still brave, then you're still brave. That's how that works. The um, feeling is what you decide it is. You have to be in touch with yourself, Archie.
1: I think, uh, well, I mean, like, we went up this river, right? Um and uh, I made I made that decision. I feel like that was that that's nothing that someone who who who's not brave is right. Um. No, but I. She also kind of tried to pull me into the tree, and like I kind of made her stop. So, I think that was that was all. That was like a whole thing. Um, was really weird. Was was Um, this before or after the deal? Because that
2: sounds like she wasn't holding up her end of the bargain. I. Listen, I'm not like a master negotiator, but if I'm like, "Yeah, let's do a deal," and then I throw you in my brig, that kind of feels weird, man.
1: I'm just, well, you know that. Now that you mention it, she she tried to she tried to fuck me over, didn't she? She, oh my, she, dude, she,
2: did she make a promise to you and then break it?
1: Well, I I don't think she made like a promise. Well, she broke prom- she lied.
2: She broke her word.
1: Well, she she promised that she would bring back Euclid. I don't say Euclid. Where <laughs> is Euclid? Well, she she said she'd bring him back when we're ready to go. She she wasn't she didn't seem like Archie's conflicted because he has a history with women breaking promises and fucking him over so now now that he's like been put put onto this he's he's feeling pretty um feeling pretty suspicious um you know did she 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 didn't promise that she wouldn't pull me into the tree you know
2: I you know I feel like that's you know you do actually when you do parlay you're you don't you throw people in the brig, right? You respect the now, unless you're like a total bastard. Then you might just kill them anyway, you know. But then yeah, you got to make yeah. sure no one finds out about it, because then your
1: reputation's the oh, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we should maybe go talk? So, like, I promised that we uh, that we wouldn't touch her tree again. You know that we would go set up shelters somewhere else, which I think is totally fair. There's lots of trees out there. We didn't need that one. Um. But like now that you kind of mention it, her trying to and you know with, with Euclid the whole thing was kind of weird too because he just kind of she cast like a spell and then he now that I think about it, he kind of only followed her after she cast the spell I
2: did she steal a crewmate? Are we... we gotta go talk to her can I like I knock I... on the tree like it's a door?
1: I, I tried that before. It didn't really work. Um, I think if we want her attention, maybe we. the last time we got her to get out, we just kind of knocked down the tree.
2: Here's my thoughts, Archie. I feel like she has not treated us in the good faith that we have treated her. She has taken one of our men,
1: has not explained where he is, and hasn't given him back. Well, she she did kind of explain. She said that he'd moved on to another plane or something.
2: Another plane.
1: Yeah. He's not dead. I asked her about that. She said he's just, you know, there's she said that there's like planes between the trees and that's where he's hanging out now. But I think I think we should find
2: out where he is. Let's let's go let's go talk to the tree. Uh all
0: right. Um, what about is, all the other people that are around? All these like folks that you've brought with you to help repair the ship? Are you going to talk to the tree before you set about fixing the ship? Or are you going to fix the ship and then talk to the tree? What's our oh, order
2: of that's operations? A, that's a good question. Actually, I'll talk to a couple of the locals and see if, if they oh, heard any stories thing. about dryads. Hmm. Or yes. well, whatever these things are.
0: Yes, they will use the word dryad they will tell you that some dryads do live in the woods here. Let's say it with some trepidation in their voice. Um, Yeah, there are fey spirits, tree spirits here. He looks cautiously to the nearby large oak. They do sometimes live in large oak trees. Is that why we're asking? Has someone here seen one of them?
2: Uh, I'll kind of like be like, we should talk privately. And I'll kind of drag him off to the side with me and Archie. And I'll kind of quiz him on this thing.
0: Yeah. Timeless face spirits. Rarely do they really speak with us. Sometimes people go missing in the jungle and, you know, sometimes you get eaten by a troll. Sometimes you fall down a cliff. Sometimes you get taken by a dryad. and They are... Taken. Yeah? Echo? Echo? Yeah, do take they it.
1: Ever, do they ever come back? Does anyone ever come back?
0: Well, it's kind After? of hard to know why people disappear sometimes, but there is a story in the village. Um, five years ago, someone disappeared, uh, and they showed up three years later, aged, significantly aged, um, and sort of dumb. Dumb. You know, like, like a, a couple on their honeymoon, sort of blissfully ignorant of everything going on around them, and just sort of dumbly joyful. You know what I mean? Kind of not all there anymore. Up in the brain pan, a little bit addled. Came back. It, it took him a few, you know, while to get back into normal life, and eventually he did. Um, I kind of look around and he points like over his shoulder with his thumb. The one way in the back of the party, way back over. You see the guy with the, the ax over the shoulder. That's, that's the one that got taken.
2: Um, does he, is he okay talking about what happened to him? Does he remember?
0: He says it's sort of like a long dream. He'll, I don't know. He gets kind of weird about it. He like, he talks in some metaphors speaking about emotions like they're solid objects and talking about seeing sounds and hearing
1: colors. I don't know, dude. I that sounds like he had he had some mushrooms growing in the forest, doesn't sound like she uh That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't
0: know what happens to people when the the dryads take you, but like all the face spirits they're Oh different. They can charm you at will just by looking at you, you know? I've seen brave men who would swear they would never, you know, that they'd hack down a dryad at first sight, sort of wander towards them until we were able to, like, grab them and drag them off. Um, I've always thought it's best to just leave them alone. There have been some times they've come, you know, there, there's a story where a dryad came to, not, not our village, but another one, up on the mesa, closer to where the princess lives, and um, asked them for help with something, and they helped her, and then she like gave them a bunch of gems. That seemed to be a pretty good interaction. Other times, you, you know, they spirits—it's all trickery and charm, and you're never quite certain if they're helping you or if you're helping. Them. I don't know, man. I, I I get the heebie-jeebies around these things. Definitely shouldn't touch that tree. Certainly not chop it down. God help us if we try to burn it down.
2: Oh, that was like that was like the next step in my plan. Why not? Um fear of the unknown? <laughs>
1: that, that doesn't sound like the best argument. Well, hang on a minute. I mean, I like
4: Euclid.
2: He's a nice guy. But like Here's the thing. <laughs> do we like dabble in magic to try and get him back? Or do we just cut our losses? That's the thing I'm going to ask right now. He could be gone for years,
0: says the... says villager number 12. What do you think,
1: Archie? We try and get him back? He could be useful. Well, I'm more... I, so here's what I'm thinking. Is she going to keep the promise of bringing him back? That's kind of what's important here, right? I say, we fix up the ship, we get ready to go, and if he's not back by then, then we come knocking on the tree.
2: i like nod and I'll kind of hold my chin and think of it. I suppose it's not a bad plan. I mean, he's only gone for a couple of days. Like he's not going to be aged like the other guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then uh, I shall sort of, like, so we're done here. We we get to work on the boat.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Archie, you get to make boat fixing rolls because you are the, what do we call it? Um, Shipwright. So would you give me a shipwright proficiency check?
1: I will do just that. chat probably can't see the roll again i
0: rolled uh, i can't see the roll oh i think roll 20 is ah there it is roll 20 is a little bit delayed sometimes um yes 19 is not quite great let's see what a 19 means 21 is our goal non-weapon proficiencies does that mean it'll just limp you home until you can put it in a proper die draw dry dock, or does it mean you're wrecked? You can oversee construction of basic ships, larger vessels, the character must have an engineering proficiency, or working with someone who has one. Awesome. You can oversee the construction of ships. Uh, maybe a check wasn't necessary then, if you can just do this stuff.
1: Well, working I mean, proficiency. On
2: ideal conditions, maybe a check of...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, money and equipment efficiencies ship right
3: okay
0: so I'm gonna say that your patch that you've made will get you seaworthy um but it will sort of be not the perfect patch like water will be coming in your boat will be under non-optimal conditions if you engage in combat that area is likely to break or leak or uh, weaken um and you'll be taking on a small like uh, boats are always taking on water and you're always having to bail up water out but you'll be taking on a little bit more water than usual um, as this like leaks just a, a little bit so it will serve to get you home, but should you engage in combat, you will um, there's there's a hole ready to be opened on your boat for free damage essentially. So uh, don't get yourself sunk. Got it. Okay. So. Ship finished maybe three days later everyone together can like pull it all the way up onto the sandbar, all the way up onto the shore if need be, tilt it on the side properly patch it up. you've got repair tools on hand. you can hand out the weapons that you had given to these intended for these villagers. Um, do you let Sora keep her sword or do you have her sword to be one of the things that the villagers get? Cause she had her own sword that she had brought with her on the other ship, and that she was disarmed from, and that she was carrying about for a little while. But do you give the good stuff to the villagers, or do you give the good stuff to her? Is she a crew member, or is she still a pseudo prisoner?
2: Um, what do you think, Archie or Zora? Well, do you care? we could get her another sword? These guys need the good stuff, don't they? Or
1: or what do we do? I mean, you you spend a lot of time with her. How do you feel? How do you feel about it? Uh she seems at
2: least non hostile. Like she's willing to work with us as long as we don't do anything that will like majorly set off her her morality alarm.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean Eh, eh whatever. I'll just get her the good stuff.
2: All right, all right. I- She's crew. Give her the good stuff. All right.
0: Sora keeps to keep her sword. And that will just about do it for her. Between the conversations she has had with you on this journey, um, between the way that she's seen you interact with the weird spiritual stuff that sort of both of you picking up on something and the conversations she's had with you about the white prince backed up by what these people here on this island have said about the white prince backed up with the fact that you are clearly going out of your way to bring weapons and armor and tools and supplies to these people who have been so downtrodden Sora's opinion of the crimson Fists has pretty much done a 180 from i've been captured by pirates pirates are evil to this is a completely different ball game that I wasn't even aware was being played. And I think I'm on the right team right now. I'm not going to say that she's a hundred percent loyal, but you have earned Sora's trust. And unless there is some sort of big moment of, you know, where her alignment is called into question or your alignment is called into question. Um, Sora can be a full fledged NPC henchman. Now, um, what about Abamna? before we go on to, to uh euclid he kind of fucks some shit up but it gets funnier every time you boat.
2: say it i swear to god
0: <laughs> what do you want to do with this guy does he need to be punished is he fine see the new jimmy the new bobby
2: i think neil room really wants a navigator for one of our ships right i don't think we can actually get rid of him and I will tell Nilram about his navigation. Well, no, actually. I swear the crew to secrecy. I can't lie to the crew, damn it. Archie, how do we deal with the fact... You know what? Nilvrim wasn't here. We held a vote. Okay, we went up the river, and he could deal with it.
1: Yep.
0: Okay. Agreed. All right, well. All that's left is Euclid stuck in the tree. We go after him. We leave him. The boat's ready. Your, your jungle friends have thanked you for all the gear and weapons. Uh, the princess sends her regards. Uh, they'll see you soon. They wish you the best of luck on your journeys, and they're gone. Now it's just you guys in the tree. The rain's definitely stopped. The boat is in the water, only held by the rope that's ties it to a nearby tree.
2: Oh, right. We need to get um, Euclid back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go up the I'll go up the tree with Archie and be like, "All right, I don't know how you get their
1: attention," and I'll like politely knock on the tree like I'm. I'll be like, "Okay, we're ready to leave now. <sighs> it would be nice if Euclid was here because we are about to set out to sea. We are ready to go."
0: And then a foot comes through the tree. Uh, it is the the dryad's leg, clad only in you know a uh, a meshy sort of sc- uh, long dressy skirty thingy, and slowly the whole creature will emerge from the tree, um, holding by the hand Euclid, who when he left you guys he was somewhere in his early twenties, clean shaven, um, sort of like a, a young a young Hottie McHot pants. And he'll step out like at least 10 years older, definitely in his mid to late thirties now with like a full heavy red beard. Um, he looks like he has gained a little bit of weight while he was gone, but it like looks a little bit more like muscle mass or something. Um, and he'll step out of the tree and like blinking at his eyes, which are a little bit milky and glossed over and sort of gazing around at the treetops and down at the ground. And he looks and says, "Where, where is this now? Where have we come to?
1: Yo, you okay? I'm going to smell his breath to see if he's drunk.
0: Uh, There is like a a really sweet honey mead scent coming off of him. He's definitely been drinking. Hmm. Euclid, where were you? How do you know
2: my name, stranger?
0: He says, like his eyes looking in your direction, but not quite fixed on
2: your place. What have you done to him? What have you done to Euclid? I'll like turn to the dryad and kind of accuse her of something. I've done nothing to him
0: other than provide him with food and shelter and water, nectar. We played, we sang, we danced, we visited the plane of dreams.
2: i like gesture towards him. But he's aged. He's ancient by our time. What? Turn him back. We give him his youth back. Yeah, did you put like a spell on him?
0: Not at all. Times might pass a little differently, but it's negligible periods. Nothing important, nothing you won't miss.
2: Negligible for you? We don't live I don't know how how long do you live? You uh, I
0: She kind of puts her she has her arm around him, he's a little bit taller than her, and she strokes his hair gently and says Euclid, sweetheart, darling, are you unhappy? Are you suffering? Are you in pain? And he shakes his head and goes whoa, No, whoa, whoa. but This place is so different. The ground is so wide and solid. I can walk everywhere. Look at this. And he just starts walking around.
2: This is not the Euclid that I remember, okay? You've done something to him. I can't, you can't be like, oh, I imprisoned him for 10 years, but he's happy with it, okay? You've done something to him, and I don't like it.
1: Yeah, this is, this this is is weird. you made a promise that you'd bring Euclid back, but this is not the Euclid that left us. I don't feel like you really kept your promise up here. What would you? What would he? He—he's basically—he's gonna like.
0: Look at him. He's strong. He's healthy. Look at that magnificent beard he's grown. None of my people can do such things, you know.
1: Does have a nice beard, doesn't he, Sal? Is
2: it it is a magnificent beard. If that's beside the point, aren't you? <laughs> okay you have taken from us 10 years of a faithful man's life we require compensation
0: i did you a favor you asked for shelter i sheltered one of you
2: you didn't say what your price was now we're renegotiating
0: Uh, time cannot be undone
2: yes (laughs) you
1: better start giving us money because time is money yeah Get so those how gems many, out. How many how many human years did he did he spend in there?
0: She shrugs. I we don't. Time has does not have the same meaning for us. I I wouldn't know how to give you an answer that you would appreciate. And she looks towards Sale and says, "You feel very harsh and angry. You seem deeply disturbed."
1: Yeah, that's a good read, I would say. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm feeling pretty harsh and angry too I'm gonna keep it I'm, I'm gonna keep it a stack Meadow Um, Yeah don't mm. try to sweet talk me tree
2: wench Okay give me some money
0: <laughs> Okay She reaches into a pocket and pulls out an acorn And hands it to you
2: No 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 I heard you guys have like gems and rubies and stuff Give me the good stuff
0: Gems and rubies Um rocks precious fancy glittering rocks
2: is that what you want yeah as payment for stealing the life of the man i felt less than
1: <laughs> disdain for <laughs> he was listen okay here here's the problem meadow all right he when when you took him from us okay he was a valuable asset to our crew okay he was young strong he could work for us he's very young and
0: strong you should hear what they call him in our realm
1: what do they call him in your realm
0: euclid speaks up they don't call me dryad they call me dry daddy She nods. Mm. He's a most useful and entertaining person. He's brought so much stories and joy to our people. We've most enjoyed our time with this man. And he's spoken surely highly of both of you. Mostly of you there, Sale. She says, looking at Sale. Uh, He's relayed a story to us of a, a time the two of you were... So honest and spoke so clearly about what each of you desired and what each of you wanted and didn't want. He spoke of you in a way that I would expect upon meeting you that you would be a a wise man, a man with patience and communication. I'm, I'm a little disturbed to see such haste around you.
2: I am patient. I am understanding. However, that patience and understanding goes out the window when I feel that me and my crew have been deceived and something has been taken from us and nothing in value returned. This nothing man's
0: life turned. is not yours. It is his own. And he came willingly and he stayed willingly.
2: You could have left at no, any he time. No, You cast a spell upon him. Do not try to trick me with your lies.
0: I calmed the anger and fear in him. I simply brought him to a place where he was at peace with himself. Peace with the Euclid, world.
1: Euclid, would you say you had a you had a good time over there? Where? Where should we go? He's not even coherent anymore, Meadow. He's is he high or something like Euclid? It it like, may take him my hand in front of him.
0: It may take him some days to return to the Prime Materia plane. His mind has been in the realm of dreams for a while. He's seen a many things. It's like, imagine a long slumber when you first wake in the morning. I understand your people sleep quite a lot. Every night, in fact. And when you first wake, you are a bit groggy and a bit disoriented, right? It takes you a little while to become your full self. I- Euclid tells me that your people need a, a special brew of a, a nut that is first cooked and then ground and then cooked again in water and that this this special nut juice wakes you up every morning.
1: What is he? What? Is it... what? He, he's, got, he's gone crazy sale, I think. What...
0: He called it kaffi, you... Kofefi?
1: Something like that? It's a name Um, not
0: known to us.
1: Oh, sale. They're talking about tea. Okay. Um, Oh, tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand now. Um,
0: Think of him like this. He simply needs some tea.
1: Okay. I also
2: Uh, need tea. You've taken this man's valuable years of his life away.
1: And Mm. his valuable... His valuable... Of labor on our ship um, that he could have performed for us this this man's useless how is he going to serve on a ship he will be fine
0: but if it is tea that you need I can bring you tea you may drink tea to wake up we drink tea to sleep shall wait, I wait. get you
1: some okay you know a little bit of tea does sound kind of nice right now I'm not going to lie I think that's a uh... Wonderful idea, right? It could be there. useful actually. You know what? I'll we'll take the tea. Just
0: yeah. Excellent. Um she begins to walk towards the tree and then reaches out a hand to you, Sail. Come on. Uh <laughs>
1: <Whoa>. <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> no. hold on.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Um mm. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um could you bring the tea to us?
2: am uh,
0: ah, yes. Yes, I can bring it to you. I thought we had established a trust, though.
2: Hmm. When you steal ten years of a man's life, it kind of, like, makes me not trust you very much. Yeah, I don't...
0: No time was stolen. He enjoyed every moment of it. Or as much mm. as one can. A period of time.
2: But f- sit here,
0: wait, I shall return post-haste with your tea.
2: And, um, I'll turn to Archie, and I'll say, I don't think you can actually, like, talk. To, I think they believe their lies.
1: Yeah, I, I I think there's, like, a cultural barrier going on here. Um, she
0: has gone into the tree and steps out moments later, like, fractions of a second later, um, with a, um, like, a, a jar made out of wood. I guess it's more of just, like, a cylindrical cup with a, a little lattice of some sort of woven material that's like mixed in with beeswax and honey that like wraps over the top of it to form an airtight seal um it has I don't know the uh, half pint in it
1: alright um All right, thanks uh, I'll, I'll take in and like right before I take the sip and Sale takes a sip I'll be like wait sail yes should we be drinking this without sugar and milk right now? <laughs> no, we should save it for later. We... I think, I think so too. Yeah, I think, I think I like t- just straight tea without sugar and milk. That's not.
0: No. I thought you board. wanted to leave. Now is not the time to drink it. It will put you to sleep.
1: For oh, how long? Post... She shrugs.
2: I know time isn't like a.
1: A right.
0: non-substantial amount of time.
1: Well, it seems like this guy was gone for a non-substantial amount of time, and he's he's been out for a while. Um, <clears throat> listen, Meadow, uh, and I, I, I'll look at the team, and I'll kind of put it down for a second. Um, I, I feel like... That there, there are some problems communicating between our culture and yours here. So let me try to explain. So, Please. um, so we're she kind of
0: steps I, forward and takes both of your hands and looks directly into your eyes as you're talking to her, giving you all of her attention and listening to you very intently.
1: Okay. What? Um, Archie's a little bit uncomfortable, but he'll he'll let it happen. Um. Listen. Um so we're as you sensed earlier a little bit upset right now Mm -hmm. um because what happened to us is like we had a man in our crew you remember the talk we had uh just a couple days ago about you know how my crew is like pretty important to me and like it was yesterday yes they're your people they're on your insides Exactly, something like that, yes, you take um, them into you, well, I, I mean, not like that, but you know, um they're they're just like it's it's an important thing to me the whole the whole um the the whole crew deal and there mm-hmm. there there's a person who was important to my crew, and you took him with you um uh, kind of without asking me and then came back you brought him back when you said you would that was cool but you didn't really return him in the condition so let's say uh let's say i gave you let's say you gave me an acorn for me to keep right mhm and i promised you that i would give you that acorn back right mhm and i gave you that acorn back and the acorn was all shriveled up and kind of rotten and kind of like you couldn't really use it anymore
0: Oh, like it had wasted.
1: Yeah, like that.
0: Oh. She like releases um, one of your
1: hands and puts a hand over her heart.
0: That would be so sad.
1: Yeah, so that's kinda what happened with our friend here. That's what it feels like to me.
0: Hmm, that's okay. Let me let me give you context. Imagine I gave you an acorn to hold. And when you gave mm-hmm. it back to me it had sprouted into a seedling. That is the man you see before you now. He is the same acorn, just sprouted somewhat. Grown. Changed for the better. Improved, enhanced further along in his journey. And all the better for it. Nothing has been lost. Only things have been gained.
1: Sale, help me out here. I get uh, just... <sighs> I... You know how... I,
2: it's like, remember, you remember your parents, Archie? Uh,
1: do I remember what?
2: Do you remember like your parents or a guardian, someone who looked after you? You know, when you were like, man, I want to stay up late tonight. And no matter what you said, they weren't going to let you. Uh,
1: uh, well, when I was growing up in the streets, I just kind of slept wherever I could. So not, not really working for me here, no. I... Damn. Uh... It's nice that you had like a, a home and like parents that you know would like give you like proper bedtime and stuff. It's cool that you grew up like that. I'm happy for you, but not everyone,
2: you know. Do, that do you get problem. the metaphor at least,
1: or the like?
2: They they just won't listen. They don't. They're not interested in what you want or have to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I understand what you mean. Yeah. Wait, they can have... you put it in? Can you put it in in like ship terms and like ship crew terms? uh oh
2: you've been at sea for months right yeah and you're like man i got some wages saved up i want to go shore i want to get me some beer i want to hang out Mm -hmm. with some ladies i want to do all that stuff and your captain is like nah bro you can't go to shore you got to work the boat and you're like but wait man i've been working all this time and you give him all the reasonable arguments all the reasonable things but this captain he's just so
1: he's such a dick that he oh, won't yeah. even entertain me and, me, what me and you want to say. Sir, me, me, and, me and John, we served under a guy like that once, yeah.
2: Yeah. She's the She just won't listen to anything we say. She's just... She has her position. She probably doesn't even believe it's true. She just doesn't want to move from what she believes. What she believes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like okay. she, She's the, the dickhead captain. So I guess our options are we just like... I don't know. Maybe this tea is worth money and we could take it now. We got something out of it.
1: Or... You know, and I'll kind of, like, lean in and be like, we could just destroy the tree. Well, yeah, I mean, one time we had a captain like that, and we just, when we were on high sea, we just threw him off together, and then we said he got lost in a storm. That was, um, is pretty much the best option to get rid of a person like that, right?
2: Yeah. Just to extend the metaphor, um... Well, we might be able to destroy the tree. The problem is, you know, imagine if you threw the captain into the water and then he turned into a kraken and destroyed, decided to destroy the, destroy the ship. That's the kind of situation we might be dealing with here. I don't yeah. know what
1: she's capable of. Yeah, yeah. So, are <sighs> you saying we should just cut our losses? And I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I feel kind of fucked over by her. Um, but then also I feel like it wasn't really her fault and she's been kinda nice. Like she she didn't really want to fuck us over, I think. I think it's just kinda It just happened that way. Yeah. Um
2: here's the thing. I mean, we have established something akin to a friendship with another person on this island. Yeah. Maybe maybe it turns to our advantage
1: just to leave things as they lay. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You know, maybe sometimes when we make decisions like this, sale, we should think about... So what would Nilrem do right now, right? Um... Oh. He'd kill the Dryad. Yeah, so I, th- I think what he would do is he would... um, He would burn down the tree and then, like, behead the Dryad, right? Um... So I think what we should think about sometimes when we make these decisions is we think about that answer, like what would Nilrum do, and then we do the exact opposite of that. Yeah,
2: that's a good idea. I, you know, I wish Nilrum thought like that too. Do what Nilroom doesn't. Choose the peace option. I like yeah.
1: it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good.
0: Meadow will come over and place a hand on Sale's shoulders. I guess she has to kind of reach up because she's kind of short. Um, I see. I see what he spoke of so often about you. It may take some time to get through to the wisdom, but there, there it lies within you. A path clear as day, sometimes obscured by clouds and distant rolling thunders, but I see the path forward for you?
2: Um. Thank you. I know. I will awkwardly shuffle away as fast as possible.
1: Um. Yeah. You know what, Meadow? Uh. Thank you for, for talking to me the other day. Actually, I actually really enjoy that. Archie has a bunch of necklaces that are, like, around his his neck that he picked up from various like looting Mm -hmm. things that we did. Like remember how whenever we like would loot something, Archie would like pick up one of the necklaces. Mm -hmm. Um, Archie will take one of the necklaces and he will offer it to. um... Describe
0: for me the necklace you offer her. You've picked a Um, whole
1: bunch of them so you can sort of make one up, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take one of the ones that's like a little bit less fancy um i know i have a bunch of ones that are like big like gold fucking chains Mm -hmm. um one of the ones that's a little bit more fragile maybe a little bit more delicate you know Mm -hmm. i'll offer that to her as like uh you know archie doesn't really know how to do this like peaceful negotiation and making allies thing but he's he's seen in diplomacy that's kind of what you do so he's gonna offer that to her
0: Mm. She will hold it in her hands and turn it over a few times before looking up at you and giving you a a bow and saying, thank you for the gift, Archie B. I will treasure it. Um, And with that, she reaches down and like picks up a a strand of grass and sort of weaves it through the the chains of the necklace um, and then sort of wraps it around her arm, starting at the wrist and like wrapping it up. To the towards the elbow, and a normal necklace would just fall off. But after she's woven it with the grass, it sort of holds as more of like a bracer or a, a bangle or some sort of band mm. that wraps around her arm and holds in that position. And she'll turn it over a few times uh, to admire it and step into her tree and come back out a half fraction of a second later. It almost looks like her front foot is leaving the tree while her back foot is still entering the tree. Uh, And she will step out with a bow and hand it to you. A gift for you as well.
1: Like a a bow and arrow bow? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Like a bow and arrow bow. This is the very one Euclid has been playing with for so long. Please. For him or for you as you see fit.
1: Well, um... Uh, I'll I'll step over to sale real quick. So like, the Euclid guy, he's a little bit out of it. Yeah, he's waking up. Um. He's he seems like he's been having a good time over there. No. I mean, RC. She... Yes,
0: Do the I... man would say he enjoyed his time as much as one can the fey realm is a little different a little harder for humans to adjust to but you could simply ask him how he feels you need not let me relay him i i would not speak for him i can only know the part of his heart he has shown me
1: euclid uh, do you how do you feel about serving continuing to serve on our ship right now
0: he kind of looks at you with his hazy eyes and he answers you by like wringing out his arms until they're like a big flat T, and then like wrapping them in front of himself like this And he gives you a deep nod
1: i'm gonna take that as a devout yes captain and um i welcome you back to the crew euclid um and uh so can you do anything with this bow?
2: Uh I'll take it and like take a quick inspection of it.
0: It is sort of a weirdly shaped bow. Um it doesn't look like there's any cut marks on it. In fact, it looks like it kind of tapers to its ends naturally like you can see the uh, fibers of the wood the grains of the wood coming together and smoothing out it's got like baby bark all the way out to the very tips on but like it's an impossible shape no no human could have made a bow this looks like it was grown as a whole and full plant in the shape of a perfect bow already it's like fucking weird elf magic or some fey bullshit
1: say hey, this it's, it's looks like, like we can sell this for a lot of fucking coin I'm not gonna lie yeah,
2: true. And, like, she said Euclid's been playing with it. Maybe I'll, like, look at him. I'm like, does he have, like, uh, if you use a bow for, like, mm-hmm. 10 years, mm-hmm. you'll develop a thing called, like, I think it's called, like, archer shoulder, where one mm. of your shoulders will, like, be misaligned with the other. Does he have archer shoulder?
0: Uh, you look at him, and, yeah, you know, he does look a little bit stronger. Ooh. His, that like, the those same smart. muscles that you would really use smart. for archery do seem more enhanced on him.
1: I think... Do we have any arrows?
0: Um, uh, no. Yeah, there's probably some on the boat. Actually, I would imagine you keep a cache of arrows with you on the boat.
2: You can find one. Yeah, I'll, I'll give the bow to Euclid and I'll ask him to uh, to play with it, and I'll give him a couple of arrows and ask him just to like, ah, uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll light up some old, oh my god, rum bottles on the shore of the river.
0: Uh, yes, he will fight like a third-level fighter that's specialized in archery.
1: All right, that's pretty good. Not bad, uh, not bad. This is a fantastic we gift. We we don't see anything special about the the arrows or the the bow in the particular. Bow and that... The arrows
0: seem to be ordinary, normal, non-magical. Um, it seems like Euclid himself is actually just the the source of all the power.
2: cool it's just like a really well-made exquisite bow that is incredibly unique perhaps Mm -hmm. it is something for euclid to keep or you know like you said maybe we'll sell it we'll see um you seem
0: uh... fascinated both of you would you like to come and practice yourselves (laughs)
2: like i'll i'll kind of giggle and back away it's like no i'm fine thank you
0: The fey creature stays very close to her tree. She does not follow after you as you back away. Um, Then I sense it is time for you to go and for me to return to my place. Farewell then, new friends. Euclid, do tend your gardens. She calls after him and he nods and goes, Yes, yes. But why has the rain stopped? And looks towards the sky, very confused and perplexed.
2: Was, was it raining a few minutes ago?
0: Yes, it was. It rained. Rain is. Rain is.
1: But there's no longer. <laughs> Listen, dude, I think I we're going to have to get you a good night's sleep, my dude. <laughs> um,
0: and as you look back, the Dryad is gone. You can hop in your boat. And you can sail back and meet up with the rest of the party. And we can pick up more tides of death wherever we are in the actual storyline some months later. Uh, After all your dreams and memories are stolen and blah, blah, blah. And that'll about wrap us up for today. But before we end our session today, I would like to ask our party a couple of questions. Um, Absolutely. Let's start with Archie. Is today, did you did you gain things or did you lose things throughout this session?
1: But what, what happened? I, I think um Archie had the first therapy session of his life.
4: <laughs>
1: and um, I think it gave him, if not, if anything, the ability to kind of question his emotional state a little bit. Because I think before that, looking inward like that was not really a thing that Archie would do. Hmm. Ever. Um, So just a little... A few questions like that are sometimes enough to get a person to kind of um, start introspecting a little bit about his feelings, and Archie was able to do that. And I think that might be valuable down the line. Mm -hmm. Also, I think his bond with Sale has been strengthened a little bit. And he for the first time was in a pretty significant leader position Mm. um, since joining the Crimson Fists and he's gained a lot of confidence in that I think
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Great Uh, Sale I don't have such a fun question for you I have a less comfortable one
3: Uh Um,
0: You keep running into things that are trying to warn you off of whatever course it is that you're on you have like visions of heads being taken from port to port on ships and you know now there's ghosts who are telling you to run away and there's like weird spirits that are approaching and attacking you do you at all feel like you might be aligned with some sort of devil or demon or like evil monster who is manipulating you for its own uses
2: uh, or are these people just a yes. bunch of bitches? There is sort of a shadow of that thought, but it's also like... He, he's like... um, What's the word I'm looking for here? He's in denial a little mm. bit. He's kind of... Uh, obviously, I'm me. I'm the good guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on the right side of things. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I can make deals with gods. I am a little bit out of my depth, but, like, I... I couldn't be on the wrong side of things. How could I be? I'm me, you know, I know who I am. I know what I, you know, that sort of thing.
3: Hmm.
2: It's it's sort of a, a confident ignorance Hmm. (laughs) is probably the best way to describe it.
0: Speaking of confident ignorances, you had some questions today about like, how do we know the gods are real and made the world? And and I think your lack of confidence proper clerical training is beginning to show when we talk about gods because you were just sort of almost drowned and then gifted all these divine powers Uh, but there are a lot of questions about the true nature of reality and what everything means that elude you that don't seem to elude these other clerics Uh, is that something that sale feels is like a weakness that needs to be shored up or is everyone else like these are not important things does this like classical cleric training provide enlightenment or does it provide like a prison by specifically framing a mindset in one direction
2: I think in some way Sale is aware that everyone makes a bargain with a god in a sense in the same way that he did and that he sees like the the bargain he made with Rohi was you know my life for some task was essentially the bargain and so mm-hmm. that's his lens of, of of truth for other religions so like if you're following Geppa, Gepa it's because you made a bargain it's because you got something out of it and she got something out of you and it's like a there's an exchange of value there and these people are just using it to further themselves while me I, I'm actually doing something noble I'm taking on the white prince
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So the the like education and training into the all the normal divine stuff isn't really important for you. Then you don't need to know like the right hymns and the right prayers and which gods' birthdays fall on which days and you know why this one god looks this way in the sky. Like that stuff is not
2: important to your goal or your purpose. It's not a tool you need. Uh, it's it, it is important in as like blending in like when he was mm-hmm. in the village he kind of praised the geppa but like he's not you know to an extent there's like a little bit of like knowledge there but you know no one was right, around so right. like freely express his doubts and challenges to like the orthodoxy
0: excellent well that's all the questions i have for you guys i think there might be questions for the patreon from the patreon but um only mr mooton has access to those dark secrets so we'll have to do them next time uh would you guys have anything to say before we head out for the night guys
1: Uh, Nope. Use your Twitch Primes. Check out the Reddit thread, and uh, thanks for watching. That's everything.
4: That's it. Good night. See you next week. See you then.